All right, so welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I'm back with Cruz from the great state of Washington. When I think about Washington, the only state that comes to mind, no, the only thing I know about Washington is Amazon. You know, Washington is the home of Jeff Bezos and, you know, and yeah. Amazon. That is the only thing I know about Washington. And, and I also know it's, it's you know, it borders Canada. Um, that is it. I've never yeah. been, I don't even know what it looks like. So, yeah. Well, but, a lot, lot of green spaces and a lot of mountains, man. You all know what I Okay, yeah. it's always good to try something new. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm back here with Cruz. Uh, so this guy, he's 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 excited, he's motivated, and he, he can't wait to pass his uh, not to pass his exam. So that is what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm, I'm trying to to help him to pass his exam. You know? and I believe 100% with the level of effort he's putting in, uh, it's just a matter of time he will pass his exam. So we're just going to we're, we're just going to resume where we left off. So this time around, we're talking about beneficiary destinations, right? So now, yes. as I was saying, the main purpose of life insurance, and when we get to annuities, we'll contrast um, annuities and and um, and life insurance, right? But the main purpose of life insurance is to provide um, death benefit. That is it. Now, life insurance has a lot of other um, uh, benefits like you have tax benefits, um, you have um, you have living benefits where you can take up you know loans and you can make withdrawals and all of that stuff, and then you have accelerated debt benefits. So it has a lot of benefits, but the main purpose of life insurance, and, and on the exam they may ask you to contrast life insurance um, and um, annuities, right? So the main objective of life insurance is to provide a death benefit. So, and, and maybe this is another reason why some people don't like life insurance because there's a little bit of selfishness. Why should I pay for something that I will not enjoy that someone else will enjoy when I die? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and, and that's a problem um, that uh, we face. I mean, I'm African. That's a common problem in the African community. Like people have this weird notion about life insurance. Like, you no, know, well, if, if I'm not going to use it, I'm not going to bother about it. Now, whereas annuities, on the other hand, the main purpose of annuity is to provide you a lifetime income, right? So think about all your folks who are thinking about retirement and all of that stuff. Annuity provides you income for the rest of your life, guaranteed income for the rest of your life. Now, annuity has death benefit, but that is not the major, that is not the main purpose of annuity. So, so, so both of them have a little bit of each other. Life insurance has living benefits, like policy loans and accelerated death um, benefits where you have access to cash and all of those things. But that is not the main reason for um, life insurance. Um, life insurance could possibly give you income for life, but that is not the main purpose. The main purpose is to provide a death benefit. Annuities, on the other hand, the main purpose of annuity is to provide you income that you cannot outlive. So you may see the word outlive on the exam. It all means the same. To provide you income for life, to provide you income that you cannot outlive, it all means the same. But annuity provides you income for the rest of your life. Now, you have death benefits, uh, all of that with annuities, but that is not the main purpose. So now we just got that out of the way. Now, so if you don't select a beneficiary, it kind of defeats the purpose of life insurance. 
because the purpose of life insurance is to provide death benefits. So if there's no one to receive the money when you die, then what's the point of having life insurance? Exactly. So now you have beneficiary destinations uh, options. So what does that mean? And, and guys, uh, for you guys, just tuning in, if you didn't listen to part one of this, uh, again, cruise. this is for the Washington State Life Insurance Exam. But again, this is the general portion. So this will apply to all 50 states. All right. So beneficiary destinations. You have, you have um, um, three beneficiary destinations. The first one here, I don't know if you can see my... You can see my paper. I'm going to write this down here. So the first yeah. one here is individual. So what does that mean? So that means you can name a particular individual. You say, okay, you know what? I'm applying for life insurance. I want my wife, uh, not, not your wife, but you, you um, spell her name you know, out. I want um, you know, Mary, Mary Jean to be my beneficiary, right? So when you specify mm -hmm. who you want your beneficiary to be, that's called an individual beneficiary destination, right? So that's the first. Now, um, the other beneficiary destination option is to do class. So a very good example of this is someone who say, okay, you know what? Um, I, I can't predict the future. I may, I may have kids outside of my marriage, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. so, it's, so I'm not gonna name, any, any one kid, because you know, I, I, I probably don't know who my kids are, but you know what? I'm going to make the beneficiary destination to be all my kids. So it doesn't matter as not you know, all my, although you can even specify to be all my biologic children. So as long as the person, they can prove that you're your biologic child, even though if you didn't, even though you didn't name them in the insurance contract, uh, you know, they have money. Exactly, they are entitled to money. Now, 99.9% of life insurance beneficial destination will be individual, where you specify a specific individual. No, yeah. now just for this, people can also make life insurance um, beneficiary to be, um, no, um, not like an entity. So, like I did a, uh, a policy for um, a business owner. Um, and she put, you no, know, she gave uh, 50% of her you know, death benefit to a charity, right? So, so you can leave money behind for charity. So the charity can be your beneficiary destiny, uh, uh, destination option. You can, you can, you can leave, um, you can leave it behind for, uh, you can name, you can uh, name a, you know, a corporation, you can name a school, an institution, a church, anything. But most of the time, again, 99.9% of the time, um, beneficial destinations are individuals, okay? Mm -hmm. So you have class. Now, the last option here is minors. What you need to know about minors is very important. We all know minors are people under the age of 18, okay? Um, so for life insurance purposes, uh, um, and this may be on your exam, life insurance death benefits can never, ever, ever be paid to minors. Okay, never, nada, okay? So until that kid turns 18, by law, the insurance company cannot pay the death benefit to that person. This is where you as an agent, you know, and you know, let me step away from um, the exam prep here, just giving some few training. You as the agent 
for for parents who especially single parents who are putting down minors as the um, beneficiary let's say you know you see people do this all the time they'll make their two-year-old kid 100 beneficiary well someone is going to take care of that kid right so you need to leave at least right. even if it's 10 percent or five percent um you know, give at least five or ten or even 20 percent to that person who will take care of your kids so now um if something were to happen to you at least there's money there to take care of your kid until your kid turns 18. Because the sad thing is, um, you know, and I, I've seen this quite a bit, where children, you know, the parents have life insurance that left them as 100% beneficiaries, but they're under the age of, uh, no, they're under age, they're, they're 10, 11 years old, and that kid has to suffer uh, until they turn 18. Yes, they have money there. They got $1 million. But they cannot get it out. Exactly, but they can't get it out. And they are suffering until they, they turn 18. So you don't want to do that. And another way to get around that is to actually set up a trust. So now you can make the, the trust the beneficiary of the life insurance and then, make, and then make your kids the beneficiary of the trust. In that way, your kids can get money before the age of 18. But just for exam purposes, know that life insurance death benefits can never, ever, ever be paid to minors. Okay, so we'll cover individuals, um, we'll cover class, and we'll cover minors. So I'll stop here quickly and just um, um, see if you have any questions. No, actually, no. Um, uh, let's see. Let's just, let me let me review what you said in a brief brief second. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> life insurance main benefit is to provide money after death for death benefits. Yeah. Uh, annuities main purpose is to provide income during life that you cannot outlive perfect and it does have some death benefits but it's not the main purpose as well as life insurance does have some life benefits but it's not the main purpose perfect uh beneficiary destinations just three of them we just went over them the first one is individuals which is the main one the 99 percent of the people use individuals as a beneficiary mm -hmm. and then class which is uh for example if you have kids uh, mm -hmm known or unknown kids mm -hmm. um, that you want to name as beneficiaries as long mm -hmm. as they can bear your children they'll get it mm -hmm. um, and minors uh, this can be any minors it doesn't necessarily have to be your children it just has to be any minors however mm -hmm. um, if you do choose minors you said uh, as an agent we are to be telling them that they will not be receiving any money until the age of 18. Yeah, so it's better for you to pick a beneficiary that will help the distribute some money to them mm -hmm. or set up a trust. That way they can receive the money beforehand. Yep. Right? Yep. That's right. it. Yeah. Someone's gonna someone's gonna ace their exam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> You're gonna ace that that test, brother. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yes, I will. All right. So now we can cross off beneficiary um, destination options. Now let's 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 talk about um, the no. Let's talk about the types of beneficiary, right? Um, now you have um, the beneficiary can either be primary or contingent. What does that mean? So the primary beneficiary is the first person who is entitled. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. let me try. Let me try that. Okay. Okay. Sure. I think I think I know this. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Sorry. I like to I like to kind of guess. Oh no no it's okay. 
So the primary beneficiary would be this. Um, you have life insurance, correct? Yeah. Um, and you, and as a policy owner, which I would be the policy owner, mm-hmm. I can choose a beneficiary, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, the beneficiary can be, the number one beneficiary would be my wife. Mm-hmm. I choose her to be the beneficiary. Okay. Um, but there's potentially an option that I can choose a contingent beneficiary in case mm-hmm. she passes away mm-hmm. and I pass away, then my children can be a contingent beneficiary, correct? Perfect, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so either the uh, the, uh, the primary beneficiary passes away, or if you cannot locate the primary beneficiary, no. And then every insurance, you know, they have different policies. But if they cannot locate the primary beneficiary for a certain length of time, then that money goes towards the that money goes to the contingent beneficiary. So the contingent beneficiary only comes in place when the primary beneficiary is either dead or the insurance company cannot locate them. This is why. Um, again, this is not going to be on your exam, but a little few training because in the next few weeks, you're going to be a licensed um, financial professional. And yes. for those of you listening, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, in the next few weeks, all of you will be licensed financial professionals. So you just have to know this. So this is why when you, for ex- especially for primary beneficiaries, when you're doing the application, make sure you get as much information on that um, on that individual as possible because I'll see clients do they do this all the time. Oh, um, what's the person's phone number? Oh, you know, I don't remember their phone number. Okay, what's their email? Oh, I'm not too sure. Okay, is there a way you could get it? What? Uh, yeah, I don't have it now, but it's not urgent. And I tell them, what if God forbid you have to die? There's no phone number. There's no email. Like literally, I did this for um, a 30 year old client of mine. This was on Thursday. Um, and, and she put she put she put her cousin down as you know one of her primary beneficiaries, but she had not talked to him in months. She doesn't. She said, "Oh yeah, I know he moved, but I don't know where he lives." Okay, what about his email? Oh, I don't have his email. What is his phone number? Oh, he just changed phone numbers recently. Okay, are you sure you still want to put him down? You want no? Because yeah. now, what if God forbid you die? There's no phone number. There's no email address. There's no so how would they look at, and, and, and that brings me to the next point. You have a lot of people who die and the life insurance company cannot locate their beneficiaries, right? So when that happens, right. the money, yeah. And, you know, when that happens, the money ends up sitting there going to no one, right? So you always want to make sure you get as much information as possible for the primary beneficiary. All right, so let's, let's now, come um, if, if, do they have a certain period of time to try to find them? Yes, it, it, it varies by insurance company. So, so if they don't, um, if they can't find them, then that then that money goes towards the insurer's estate. No. Okay. So, so, so it'll go towards, um, no, it'll, it'll go towards the insurer's estate. And again, as I said, for example, purposes, most of the time they'll use insured and, and policy owner interchangeably. So they use policy owner to refer to both you know, policy owner and insured. Um, but if they cannot locate the beneficiary, then the money gets to go to the insurance estate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now the next thing, so so we know primary versus contingent beneficiary. Okay. Now why why we're on this. You see, we're, we're making progress. We're checking all of this off. 
So while we're on this, we come here to something else. It's called the common, um, um, the common disaster clause. This 100% will be on your exam. Okay, 100%. Yeah. Right. So the common, um, <laughs> and, and do you know what the common disaster clause is? So the common disaster clause, um, I, I was one of the ones that I failed. I remember that okay. <laughs> when I first took the exam. But um, I learned that the common disaster clause is this. Um, so say I'm the policyholder and I'm the I'm the main the insurer right? the insured. Mm -hmm. um, I name my wife as um, beneficiary, but if we both pass away in the same vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. um, say uh, either I pass away right away and she dies about maybe ten days later, mm -hmm. then that is a common disaster clause right there. So the beneficiary mm -hmm. will then go to the contingent. If there is any, or if not, it will go to the estate. Am I right? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Perfect. I learned. <laughs> perfect. But why is that the case? No. Um. How is the, how is the, or 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 why can the contingent beneficiary get the money when both the primary beneficiary and the um and the and the um insured die in the same accident? Um. I believe it's because, first of all, they made, they were named contingent beneficiaries by the policyholder, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, but second of all, is because they were both in the same accident, mm -hmm. the clause says that it, will have, it has to go to the next person in line mm -hmm. to receive the beneficiary. Um, if that makes sense, I don't know if that answers the question or not. Oh, no, no, no that's it. <laughs> So, so, so the reason it can go to the contingent beneficiary is because if both the insured and the um, the the, um, the primary beneficiary die in an accident, the insurance company is always automatically going to assume that the insured, um, you know, that the insured on, on the exam may use the word pre um, no predeceased. That ensure predeceased or die before predeceased die before all means the same. No, so predeceased is just a big term for die before, right? So they're going to assume that it ensured uh, predeceased. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're going to make sure that the primary. They're going to assume that the primary uh, beneficiary predeceased the insured, right? So if the primary beneficiary died before the insured, then now the money um, can go to the um, contingent beneficiary. Now, what we got to know is that, because think about it, if the insurer dies and the primary beneficiary is not available, then it goes to the contingent beneficiary, right? So they're going to assume that the insured, that the primary beneficiary died first, right? And the insurer died after. So now since the insurer died after, that money goes towards, uh, to the contingent beneficiary. But if it's assumed that the primary beneficiary died first, Mm -hmm. Right, right. Uh, I'm sorry. If it's assumed that insured died first, then that money should go to the primary beneficiary. But the primary beneficiary is already dead, right? So, so that money has to go to someone, right? So oh, okay. they assume that the that the primary beneficiary died um, before or quote unquote predeceased the right. insured, and that money goes to the um, contingent. So, beneficiary. so if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, <clears throat> what I said is if the insured and the beneficiary, the primary beneficiary, both by mm -hmm. accident. Yes. 
they both pass away. It doesn't matter who died first or what, right? Mm-hmm. And their insurance company is always going to assume the primary beneficiary, predeceased, and third, and then they'll go. It doesn't matter if the insurer, uh, medically, it does not matter if the insurer dies first. Uh, well, it, it, it does up to a point, usually within the first 90 days. So as long as both of them die within 90 days of each other, yes. Yes, I saw that on the on the on the exam. Um, one of the yeah. practice questions is that yeah, you're right. If they have a certain time limit, if it passes that time limit, then, then but yeah, if they both die, actually it was ten days on 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 PSI. I think it says yeah. that uh, it has to die within ten days. The beneficiary has to die within ten days of the insurer dying. Mm-hmm. So that way they can go to the contingent beneficiary. Okay. But yeah. That makes sense. Like, okay. That makes sense what you're saying. Okay, perfect. And that's called the common disaster clause. So, so they may phrase the question in such a way they may say, um, you know, which life insurance provision um, um, assumes, no, no, okay, if, if both the insured and the uh, primary beneficiary die in an accident, which life insurance provision uh, assumes that the primary beneficiary predeceased the insured? A. Common disaster clause B, ownership C, um, no, um, no, um, entire contract D, um, um, D could be um, um, reinstatement, right? So you should know that the answer will be A, common disaster clause, right? So they could they could phrase it um, either way, all right? So we got that yeah. out, okay? So now let's let's talk about you have two different um, you have two different, uh, let's see, uh, I thought it would be, uh, it's not on your exam, but I'll still go ahead and cover it. Uh, it's not on your exam outline, but I'll still go ahead and talk about it. Okay, so you have two different classes of beneficiaries, right? So two different classes of beneficiaries. You have revocable, and uh, can you tell me what you know about the two? Like, what's the difference between the two? Okay, so when it comes to a, a revocable beneficiary, again, mm-hmm. the policy owner is the only one that can control the policy. Okay. Nobody else, not the beneficiary. So when the policy owner chooses a revocable beneficiary, that means at the will of the policyholder, Mm-hmm. He can change the beneficiary whenever he wants. Perfect. So he can change it from the wife to the auntie to the grandma to back to the wife Perfect. whenever he feels like it. Perfect. But if it's irrevocable, then the only way to change it would have to get the approval of the beneficiary. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, no, not just approval, but the written, written approval. Written approval, yes. It has to be signed by both the mm-hmm. policy owner and the primary beneficiary. Look at that, man. Oh. Someone's gonna ace this exam. <laughs> all right, that's, wow. that's great. That's great, that's great. Okay, so now we so we finish all of this. Now, the next thing, let's talk about settlement options. Settlement options. So when you think about settlement, what should you think about? When you think about settlement, think about- I, I think of lawsuits. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. So like perfect. a settlement would be- mm-hmm. Um, let's say uh, person A sues person B mm-hmm. and they're suing them for $50,000. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So what a settlement option would do is if if person B dies and they have a certain life insurance, then they'll mm-hmm. that life insurance will pay person A's lawsuit. Is that kind of yeah, kind of yeah, that's 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 settlement. No, no, settlement. When you think about settlement, just think about money uh, you receive uh, from a, from a lawsuit. Right, oh, from okay. also or from a legal case. So oh, you okay. have divorce settlement, right? Like right. one of my clients, uh, she, you know, she was, you know, because uh, a lot of women dream about marrying rich, rich guys. She was one of those. She was one of those uh, women that actually realized that dream. So she married not not a millionaire, but pretty close to it. So, got long story short, the, the divorce and the divorce settlement, I think, was six hundred thousand dollars. Six hundred thousand, right? So now that was a settlement because you, you get, you know, usually due to a legal proceeding, you get um, um, cash, you know, um, you get money. Or think about if you're involved in an accident um, and now the insurance company settles with you, right? Insurance settlement, right? Divorce settlement, legal settlement. So it just has to do with uh, another company paying you money, right? Uh, or another right. entity paying you money because of a dispute now. For life insurance, um, we have settlement options. So the settlement options are just ways that you as a policy, mm, I'm sorry, the ways that the, the beneficiary can be able to take out that money that, that, um, that they're entitled to, right? Because now, what is the default settlement options for life insurance? This may be on your exam. What is the default settlement options for life insurance? Um, I don't remember. Cash, cash, no, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's lump sum cash payment. You know, think about the lottery, right? When, when people win the lottery, what is the, what is the most common um, settlement option for the lottery? Lump sum. Yeah, lump sum yeah, or payment installments. Yeah, yeah, so, yes, so the lump sum, everybody wants like, you know what, give me all my cash now. Like give it if I win six hundred million, give me six hundred million now. No, I don't want to wait ten years to get it. I want yeah. it now, right? So, so life insurance, the most common settlement option is uh, is cash lump sum, right? And 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 that is the default settlement option. Meaning, if you, the policy owner, do not select any settlement option, then the life insurance company would automatically default to settlement option now. Keep in mind that the beneficiary also has the option or has the right to select a settlement option. But the primary responsibility for that goes to the policy owner. And if the policy owner does not select a settlement option, then that's when the beneficiary may have the option to select um, a settlement option. But the beneficiary cannot override the, the policy owner's settlement option. So for example, if you, if you own your life insurance, um, you no, know, in your life insurance policy, you say, okay, you know, I want a settlement option. You no, know, and people will do this usually for kids, right? Say, so, okay, you know, I want a life insurance option to be lifetime income for my for my kid. So let's say it's a one million dollars policy, but don't give them all that one million dollar upfront because you know most eighteen or even twenty or twenty one year old they get one million dollars that they didn't work for. You no, know, when I mean most of them would, would just blow it, right? So I say, okay, oh. you know what? Give them lifetime income. No, even if it's you know twenty thousand or fifty thousand every year for the rest of their life, right? So now you have um, the life, you know, the life income settlement option. Now the beneficiary cannot come back after you're dead and say, "Oh no, no, no! Um, God forbid you die. 
you know, your kids cannot, if you select um, uh, life income, your kids cannot be come to the insurance and say, nah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, my daddy said lifetime income, you know, but give me all my cash now. No, 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 okay. <laughs> right? So you have to be chosen beforehand. <laughs> exactly. So if the policy owner doesn't choose it, then the beneficiary has the right to choose it. But if you, the policy owner, choose it, the beneficiary cannot override that. And this is usually good for, for parents who want to ensure that their kids don't blow up the money. Um, so they'll choose a settlement option other than uh, no, other than the cash payment uh, option. And this is something I usually recommend to parents, especially if they have very young kids, because most of the time kids get a huge lump sum of money. They didn't, I mean, they don't work for it. Most of the nine or 10 times they'll blow it, right? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before they're 21, they'll be gone. <laughs> exactly. So now these are the settlement options. So the settlement options are just different ways that the beneficiary can receive the money. Okay. So here for your state exam, let's look here on your exam outline. First, my document camera. So the first settlement option is cash lump sum. And as I said, this is the default. So if you, the policy owner, um, you don't select a settlement option, this is what the insurance company automatically default to. So the default settlement option, okay? So it's okay. cash lump sum. Now, the other thing too you gotta know for exam purposes is the cash lump sum is never taxed for life insurance. So life insurance lump sum death benefit is never ever taxed. That's the settlement what, option is not, is not taxed. No, no, life, no cash, um, lump sum cash benefit. Oh, 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 the lump sum tax. cash payment is not taxed. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right? But now, if you do interest only, interest only is taxed because interest only benefit, uh, settlement option is considered like, um, um, how do you call it? It's considered, um, it's, con it's considered, it's considered profit, right? So if you get all the money up front, it's not taxed, but if you get any interest payments, then because that's earned interest income. So, so, so what the interest only income will be something like this, right? You leave five hundred thousand. Let's just say you leave five hundred thousand for your wife, right? And and God forbid you die, your wife has five hundred thousand. So maybe you select. You say, you know what? I want to give my life enough. Um, only only pay my wife the interest, right, on this money, and then when she dies, pay my kids you not know, the lump sum, right? So now okay. your wife will only be receiving the earned interest. So let's say you have 500,000 um, lump sum, you know, uh, the death benefit. And let's say you're getting 10% interest every year. So every year, your wife is getting $50,000, right? So now yeah. your wife will be getting $50,000 um, you know, only on, until, she, until she, she passes away or maybe for a certain time, right? Okay. And then when she passes away, then that fifth, that five hundred thousand, um, you no know, death benefit goes to to your kids. Now, because that fifty thousand is considered in interest income. Remember, anytime you earn interest on something, it's, 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 it's going to be taxed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you, when you when you when you really understand how, especially life insurance works and how. The rich people use it to their benefits, like all these little <laughs> things, man. I mean, this is how you create generational wealth, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that, so that's interest only. So they're only paying you the interest, not the actual death benefit, right? They're only paying the interest income on that. Now, the next settlement option is life income. So this one year, they're paying you income for life. So. 
let's say 500,000, they say, okay, you know what? Um, we're gonna pay you, pay your wife $500,000 for life, right? So, so, so that is the life uh, income option, right? So once, once your wife, God forbid she dies, then, then, then that money stops. So um, if your wife were to, let's say, only get that money for, let's say she getting 50,000 every year and she only um, gets it for two years, that's 100,000, right? The remaining 400,000 was still with the insurance company. This is why for exam purposes, you also have to know the life settlement income option will be, you know, it will usually provide among the, um, among the different life settlement options. Okay, let me not confuse you. I'll, I'll go in a little more detail. Let me write it here. So on a life settlement. This is the life uh, income option, right? Yeah, yeah, on a life yeah. income option. Oh, that's the life settlement option, okay. You have a couple of different options. This will be mostly on the um, annuity spot, but we're also going to detail right now. So here, under that, you have the you have the uh, there are different names. So it's called straight life, straight life. Another name is um, pure life. Another name is life with ink with no refund. Okay, so these all mean the same. So these are the, these are the first type of life settlement option. Remember, life settlement is something that provides you income for life, right? So, yeah. so that's life. Then you have another one who say life with period certain. Again, you see this on the annuity part, but I'll just go over it now. You see life with period certain. So what does this mean? Is that okay? The, yeah, the the insurance. Okay, you know what? Give me income for the rest of my life, but if I die within that period of time, let's say I say, okay, give me a 10 year, I want my settlement option to be 10 year, um, you know, life with 10 year period certain. So that means that if I die within those 10 years, you know, that money goes to um, to my contingent beneficiary, right? Or, or to whoever um, that I choose to, uh, for that money to go to. But now let me not confuse you. Uh, We'll wait until we get to the annuities part because this you find this mostly with annuities. So we we'll yes. just we we'll just take to the life. Um, we we'll just take. So the, the life, life settlement, settlement option is yeah. straight life, pure life, mm -hmm. and life with no refund. That, those yeah. are the three options that you get with the life, um, life settlement option. No, 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 no. So yes, that's one type of life, but all of those mean the same. So straight life, another need for is pure oh, life. Oh, oh, that's that's life. what that's, those exactly. are different ways to say that. Different names. So oh, straight life, pure life, life with no refund. It just means that they're gonna give you income for the rest of your life, but when you die, there's no more income payments in. So it's also called straight life, it's also called pure life, it's also called life with no refund. So okay. those are all three, because because on the exam you got to know the exactly, and they'll show up on the exam one way or another. Those exactly, ones, it all means life settlement option. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So now, the the the, the third okay. settlement or fourth settlement option is fixed period. What does this mean? So the insurance company will say, okay, to your wife, they say, okay, um, Miss uh, Cruz, um, we are, uh, uh, you know what, you have, um. $500,000 death benefit. But you know what? We're, we're going to give you $50,000 for 10 years. 
Now, once that 50,000 is up, you no, know, once the 10 years is up, that's it. You no, know, no more benefit. So they can they can guarantee a certain amount for um you no know, for um they can guarantee payments for a, a fixed um length of time, right? So that's fixed period. The fifth option here is they can do fixed amount installments. So this one they're saying, okay, you know, you have 500,000 missed crews. We're going to pay you 50,000 every year until that 500,000 runs out. Now, remember, if your money stays with the life insurance company in most states for more than 30 days, they are required by law to pay you interest, okay? So if the life insurance company doesn't pay your death benefit within um, 30 days, by law, they're supposed to pay you interest because the money is sitting there. I mean, the money is not just sitting there where they're just watching it. They're reinvesting that money and making money on it, right? The same with banks. A lot of people think when you put your money in the bank, the bank will just take a bow and just wrap a bow around it. No, <laughs> you know, the bank takes that money you know, and you know, and the bank will reinvest it, right? So it's the same with the life insurance company. So the the, the state law says if if the if you don't pay the debt benefit more than 30 days, again, this is most states, you have to pay, start paying the um you start paying the beneficiary interest. So in this case, your fixed amount installments will include interest and principal, right? So let's say even though it's 500,000, but let's say she's getting 10%, let's just say 5% a year, right? So she's getting about $25,000 interest income. So so, so her payment, you know, her payment, you know, let's say the insurance company will say, okay, you know what, we can pay you uh, maybe 50,000, uh, you no, know, every single year. But instead of that money running out in 10 years, maybe it'll run out in 15 years because it's interest payment added to it, right? So, so, for, so for when the company doesn't pay you within those 30 days, are you still paying taxes on the interest that they give you? Oh, no, no, no. You don't pay tax on, until you receive it. No, no. What I mean is, um, you know mm -hmm. how you just said right now, um, if you choose this option and the company for some reason doesn't pay you within 30 days, right? Oh, yes, yes. So they're supposed to pay you that amount plus interest. Yes. The interest that you get after, you know, you're paying taxes on the interest, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, perfect. Okay. Uh, so, so, you, so you asked a very good question. Life insurance policies are considered, um, um, yeah, they're considered, uh, you know, let me, let me not give the wrong information. Let me just, Check this out quickly, because uh, you, you have you have two things here. You have um um uh, let me show you here. um uh, it's something called FIFO, right? F um, first in um yeah, that's the one I was asking you about a yeah. couple days ago. Remember? Yes, yes. Yeah, first so, in, so, first out. Yeah, first in, first out, right? Yes. Uh, so, so, so life insurance policies are considered FIFO policies, F-I-F-I-F-O, right? So uh, first in, first out. So let me draw this here for you to see, because we understand it. So let's just say Cruz puts in a total of 500,000, you know, your death benefit is 500,000. And now your wife chooses to do um, fixed amount installments. And over the course of let's say ten years, that five hundred thousand plus interest and everything is actually ends up being seven hundred thousand. So seven hundred thousand minus two hundred is what uh, minus five hundred is two hundred thousand, right? So two hundred k. So two hundred k represents the profit or interest, right? So for tax purposes, the first five hundred she received will be will be 
assume that that is what was in the policy. No, that was what was first in. That is the um, death benefit she was entitled to. Remember, the death benefit is not taxed, right? So that right. first 500,000 up until that death benefit limit is not taxed. So she can be receiving 50,000 every single year for the first 10 years, not taxed. After she exhausts that 50,000 and that death benefit, then anything, any payment after that now will be considered return of interest. So the remaining, the last 200,000 she receives will be taxed. So life insurance operates on a fee-for basis, first in, first out for tax purposes. Fee-for, F-I-F-O. Okay, so now we have, so that's fixed installment. Now, the other thing we have here, the life settlement option is we have joint settlement options, right? So again, you see this mostly in, um, in annuities, and you will get to it, right? But, but, but in annuities, uh, or let's just use this for example, uh, you, can have, you, can, you can have joint settlement options. So you, you can have two, two people, right? Two beneficiaries receiving um, income for life but once one of them dies, the income stops. So let's say you and your wife, you no, know, for example, you no, know, for example, let's say your dad left you and your wife um, money, right? Or, or let's just say, you no, know, let's say your dad left you and your sister um, $1 million, right? And your dad selects a joint settlement option. That means pay my pay all my two kids um, you no know, yearly or monthly income for the rest of their life. Now, with joint income, the key is two people are receiving um, benefit payments, but the benefit payment ceases upon the death of the first uh, upon the death of the first person. So, when the first person dies, the benefit payment ceases. Oh. Okay, but you find this mostly in annuities, where where the death benefit payment will cease when, when the first um, annuitant dies. Okay. But you can find in life insurance too, where the death benefit will cease when the first beneficiary die. Okay, now for last survivor, uh, for last survivor, another name for last survivor, and let me put this here. So another name for last survivor is called, um, is called last to die. Because on the exam, they may not just use one term, they may use more than one, so you gotta know uh, what well, all of them not mean a synonym. So last to die, last to die. Another name is um, another name is joint and survivor. So that means it's joint. You have two people receiving benefits, but the the the, um, the benefit payments continue until the last person dies. So it's a better option, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a yeah. But but the, but the, the the benefit payments for joint and survivor will always be less than the benefit payment for joint. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So now let me stop here. I know we will cover cash payments, interest one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven benefit no settlement options: cash payment, interest only, life income, fixed period, fixed amount, installments, joint, and last survivor. So. Let me just test you here and, and make sure you understand. So in your own words, um, list the seven benefit options and explain them. So lump sum, that's when um, you get 
that's when you get uh, a big amount of cash mm -hmm. all at once. Instead of getting them payments, you get it all at once. Okay. Um, that one, is, that one is taxed. You mm -hmm. get taxed on the lump sum. Uh, no, excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, lump sum is not taxed. Sorry, Perfect. not taxed. Lump sum not is taxed. not taxed. Now, uh, the other option will be the interest only, mm -hmm. and that one is taxed. That's when you get Perfect. you do get the interest part first, and then when the person that receiving the interest dies, the beneficiary will get. Um, the full amount of the life insurance. Okay. Um, the life income option, mm -hmm. um, that one is where, if I understood it right, it gets, you get payments over the course of a certain amount of time or until you die, correct? Did I get that right? No, the life income you get you get income for the rest of your life, but income stop when you die. Right, right. That's yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. okay. So yeah, you 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 do get income for the rest of your life. You get a certain amount for mm -hmm. the rest of your life, and then it stops in, once you die. Okay. And and life now you have different types of life settlement options, but but we'll get to that mostly when we get to annuities, but you have um so pure life, so so what yeah, are you guys? You have three of them, right? You have yeah. straight life, pure life, and life with no refund. No, but straight life, pure life, and um, life with no refund is all the same. They all mean the same thing. So that means okay. payment cease when you no know, payment cease when you, you know um, uh, payments will cease when you, you know oh. when the beneficiary dies. Now you have other life settlement options. For example, yeah. you have life with uh, refund. Uh, you have other ones, but I don't want to confuse you. We'll, we'll get to the annuities portion. Right, that's in the annuities, right? Yes, that's the annuities. Okay. So when we get to annuities, we're going to talk about that. So the next one after life income um, mm -hmm. is a fixed period. Okay. Now, fixed period is, say you choose 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you'll get the income for 10 years. But if you die with before those 10 years are up, the income ceases to come. Uh, right? No, so so fixed period will guarantee you income for uh, for a certain period of time. So and usually, if you die within that time, they 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 will, they will um, give they'll pay the money to your estate or they'll pay the money to whoever you know whoever you destined. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let me let, hang on. Let me write that down before I write okay. it down wrong. Okay. Um, so that is life, uh, life fixed period, fixed period. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So fixed period, fixed period is when you get payments for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. Say you choose as a recipient of that income, you choose 10 years, for example. Yeah. Um, then you'll get money for those 10 years. Okay. But if you die within those 10 years, mm -hmm. your beneficiaries will get the lump sum of the of, the, of whatever is left over or or the whole benefit. No, your your your, your beneficiaries will, will get uh, the remaining uh, amount you uh, they'll get whatever is left over of the payments that yeah, so yeah say, you have the remaining so let's say you have a 10-year fixed period, right? And you die. And you no, know, let's say you're um, receiving, yeah, you get a 10-year fixed period, you're receiving benefit payments. And maybe after two years, you die. So now 
whoever you designate, you know, or your estate. So the law first, if you designate someone to get that money, or if you don't have, then it'll pay to your estate, but now it'll pay for the difference. So you're supposed to get it for yeah, 10 okay. years, you only got it for two, so now you'll, you'll continue to pay for eight years. Okay, so, okay, there we go, difference. Um, the difference is paid mm -hmm. to the beneficiaries. Right, okay. Sorry, that's my stomach growling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now the last one that I have written, not the last one, but the next one that I have written amount is fixed amount installments. Mm -hmm. And the fixed amount installments is, is kind of similar mm -hmm. to, to the one that, that's above it, the, the, the fixed period, but you're mm -hmm. asking for a certain amount mm -hmm. uh, given to you every month. So I don't know, I mean, at the top of them, maybe you want a thousand dollars a month or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what they'll pay you. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, that's until you they'll pay you longer. <laughs> that 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 amount will pay you until you pass away. That certain amount of time. That that I mean, that certain amount of money is get gets paid to you until you pass away. Uh, which one for the fixed fixed amount? The fixed, fixed amount. Yeah. So they'll continue paying you until the money runs out. So, fix the amount of, so what, what happens if, if you pass away before the money runs out, then it goes so, to the beneficiary? Yeah, it goes to whoever you designate or it goes to your estate. Okay, so fixed amount mm -hmm. is the certain amount that you choose. Because mm -hmm. you get to choose it, right? You get to choose a certain amount yeah. that you want. Mm -hmm. certain amount uh, that I choose. And it's until the money of the benefit, the benefit money runs out, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. if it's if it's $100,000, the mm -hmm. benefit is for $100,000, I can choose to get $10,000 a month until that, until those $100,000 exactly. $100, are exhausted. Exactly. However, if I get, for example, it's $100,000 and I get $10,000, but I die the second month. So I, after getting $20,000, Mm -hmm. The eighty thousand dollars as remaining will get paid to the beneficiaries Perfect. of 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 your choosing, the ones that you have um, specified. And if there is no beneficiary or they cannot locate a beneficiary, that will get paid to your estate. The Perfect. eighty thousand dollar difference will get paid to your estate. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Now let me just clear. Uh, let me just run through them uh, one more time. Oh wait, wait, wait. No. Uh, last survivor. Or la, uh, last, yeah, last survivor or serve. Uh, what, how do I write it down? Yeah, let me say, let me say, uh, last survivor or joint and survivor, right? Yeah. Okay, so that one, if it's the last survivor, then say you have two beneficiaries that are getting this because it's, it's two people that you choose, mm -hmm. so they both will get a certain amount. Right. Mm -hmm. However, if one of them dies first, then mm -hmm. the money ceases to 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 come into it, they, they stop receiving payments. Exactly. Now, if it's joint and survivor, um, it's you get paid until the last person dies. Perfect. So between the two people. Mm. Uh, so just to clarify, last survivor is when the first person dies. 
correct? That's last survivor, right? No, no, no. Joint, joint is for, for both joint and um and survivor, last survivor. Again, another name for last survivor is called last to die, um, joint and survivor, or or or, or, or second to die, but it all means the same. So for last survivor. That's when the uh, last person that the second beneficiary dies. Exactly. Until the last survivor dies. So payments will continue until the last survivor dies. Whereas what they call when the first with the first person when the first person dies is just joint. Joint. Okay. So, okay. so when, when think about survivor, just think about survivor, right? Someone surviving you, right? So they say this person is survived by so for survivorship, only the only only the last, um, no, the payments only cease when the last survivor um, dies. So let me recap really quick. That way I kind of see what we see anything. Okay. So lump sum, mm -hmm. when you get lump sum, that's not tax. That is yes. completely free from being taxed. The exactly. one that is taxed is interest only. That's when you get interest only payments to a certain beneficiary you designate a beneficiary that gets only the interest and if that person passes away then your other beneficiaries will get the lump sum yes okay now life income option is when you get um a certain amount of period a certain amount of money um until basically you pass away right mm -hmm. okay Fixed period um, payments are, for example, if you choose 10 years, right, then you'll get a certain amount of money for 10 years until it's exhausted. Or if you pass away before those 10 years are up, your mm -hmm. beneficiaries will get the paid difference. Mm -hmm. okay. The fixed amount is just that, is you get a fixed amount a month until the, um, until the, uh, 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 the benefit is is exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But again, also, if you die before before that whole thing is exhausted, then your beneficiaries will also get the second will get the um the difference. Correct. Perfect. It's similar. It's similar to the top one, but um, when it's fixed period, mm -hmm. you're choosing a certain amount of time that you're going to get the money for. But when it's uh, fixed amount, you're choosing the amount of of money that you get mm -hmm. okay and then there's the last survivor the last survivor is or last to die right so um survivor is when join in survivor is when uh, uh survivor is when you have two beneficiaries and both of them die then then payments cease to stop Perfect. but if it's joint mm -hmm. the benefits stop upon the first um, the first beneficiary's death Perfect. Look yes. at this. And, and trust me, that's for the life insurance. That's usually this session is the most difficult for a lot of people. I can see why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the most difficult. All right. So we are making progress. We're here. The next item on our list here, as you can see, uh, on your exam outline, the state of Washington. The next option here is non forfeiture options. So what are non-forfeiture options? Um, in your own words, tell me what non-forfeiture options are. Uh, say that one more time, please. Um, what does non-forfeiture options mean? Or, or, or what's the purpose of non-forfeiture options? 
non-forfeiture options. Okay. Um, man, I know this one because we went through it. We went through this a, a while ago. Um, non-forfeiture options are basically you're not giving up forfeiture, forfeiting, forfeiting, right? You're not giving up um, a certain payment. You're not giving up a certain certain amount. So, um, let's say you have a certain amount of cash value in your in your um, benefit, right? But you want to surrender, but you don't want to give up a certain amount. Then you can choose that option to get that certain amount given to you, even though you surrender the policy. Is that kind of did I kind of get that right? Yeah, that's um, that's partially true. Okay, okay. So let me get my notes out and let me write it down. <laughs> okay, that's that's kind of what what what. Okay, here we go. Okay, so non-forfeiture option. Okay, go ahead. So, so non-forfeiture options. Just think about this, right? When, as you said, forfeiture means you're losing something, right? Yeah. So the non-forfeiture options were put in place for you to not, um, for you to not lose um, 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 all of your life insurance policy now. Few things to know about non-forfeiture options. Number one, it is only for life insurance. Now, it's only for, for permanent life insurance. So let me stretch my page over here. So it's so that you don't it's, lose it's, it's all, only, of your, all of your benefits, is that what you said? Uh, exactly, so you don't lose, you don't, it's put in place for you to not lose all your cash value, right? Cash value, okay. Yeah, um, or lose all the benefits of life insurance. So non-forfeiture options, it's right here. No forfeiture, and, and, and please excuse my writing, it's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, people, people are like, oh my God, your writing is almost like a, like, like, it's like know, chicken, no, you, scratching. You have, you have a pharmacist um, writer, <laughs> handwriting, yeah. and pharmacists are just like doctors. Exactly. They write, and sometimes when I when I saw their <laughs> writing, I'm like, "What is this interpretation?" <laughs> yeah. So so you have um, non forfeiture options. Yeah. So now, the non forfeiture options are just meant for you to not lose all the um, benefits or all the value of your life insurance. So think about it, right? If if you if you have a house, let's say you live in that house for thirty years. And for whatever reason, let's say you want to, you know, uh, you want to sell that house, right? You will expect that when you sell the house, you should be able to walk away with something, right? Right. Exactly. So, so if I if I want to, if I don't want the house for whatever reason, number one, I can choose to just sell the house. Okay, let's. You no, know, I, I like to give your life example. So let's say Cruz, uh, you know. Cruz has a five hundred thousand dollars house, but uh, you know, like the kids have moved out of the house. Maybe it's a five hundred thousand five bedroom house. Uh, you know, you have a beautiful house by the you know by the lake, you know, with, with ocean view and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, with a Wonder, deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, with a deck and and all of that. You know, swimming pool and you have you have, you have all of that, right? Uh, yeah. And, and and the kids move out because most most time people downsize when the kids move out of the house, right? 
So, so you know, you and your wife think like, oh, there's no need for us to have a five bedroom house and it's just the two of us in this house. So, you know, let's downsize. You no, know, let's we can go and get a two bedroom condo or stuff like that, right? But you've you've owned this house for 30 years, right? And you've owned it for 30 years and you have, I don't know, let's say you have $100,000 equity. So the non-forfeiture option, uh, if I were to use that example, say, okay, you know, you've owned this house for 30 years, it won't be fair for you to, uh, if you want to get rid of it, for you to get, you know, um, walk away with nothing. You have to walk away with something, right? Right, right. So the first non-forfeiture option is, is called cash surrender value or just cash. You know, they may just say cash or cash surrender value. So plus, you and your wife can decide, you know what? We're just going to sell this house and just walk away with our cash. You know, we have $100,000 cash. No, we can we can just no, we can just sell this and walk away with the cash, right? So cash surrender value is the first non-forfeiture option, right? So uh, I have hundred thousand, yeah, I have hundred thousand in my equity. I have hundred thousand equity. I'll sell it and walk away with my hundred thousand. Or in this case, um, in life insurance, your equity is your cash value, right? Because it's how much you can walk away with if you had to cancel your policy, right? So I said, okay, you know, I'll know my cash. Now, the key thing is cash surrender value. Now, I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, uh, but I got to explain the difference. So cash, cash value is what you have. It's what you have. Okay, it's what your, is, it, it is your money but you don't have access to all of it. So cash value is your money minus surrender charges. What are surrender charges? Surrender charges in um, annuities and um, life insurance are like early termination fees. So for example, if you, if you have, um, I'm trying to give a real life example here. Um, um, uh, what's the real life? Okay, so 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 okay. Say you have a contract, right? And they tell you, Cruz, um, we are signing a ten-year contract with you. But if you decide to cancel this contract in the first year, we're going to charge you a ten percent fee or ten percent penalty, right? Okay. The longer you keep the contract, no, the no, the lower the penalty gets. So by the no, like every year it goes down by not, not, no, it goes down by one percentage. So if you can't say in the third year now you're only paying seven percent interest, if you now seven percent penalty. If you can't say in the fifth year you're only paying five percent penalty, right? So yeah. the whole goal of the um, of the cash surrender uh, period or the surrender charge is to discourage people from just getting life insurance to just cash out. Because in the, in the beginning, that's what people used to do. A lot of rich people used to take advantage of it, right? We'll just dump a lot of money there with you two, three years, boom, they take out everything. They say, no, 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 no. We want you to keep this for at least 10 years because almost all the life insurance policies will have a 10-year surrender charge. So if you cancel your policy within the 10, first 10 years, you're going to have, you know, they'll, they'll take out a certain percentage of your cash value as a penalty. So that kind of discourages people from canceling their life insurance policy because the government doesn't want this to be like a way to get around taxes where you just dump money and take out, you know, take out yeah. money. So they say, okay, 
If you want it, you must be able to be getting it for life insurance and not for investment purposes. So you got to keep it for at least 10 years. So, so that is what surrender. And now surrender may be on your exam. I think it's on your- It is actually, that, that's, that's one of the things that uh, came up. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I see surrenders on your exam outline. So, so that is also, so think about surrender as your early termination um, uh, penalty, right? The same way, if you have a 401k, if you take out your 401k before age uh, 59 and a half, you get a 10% tax penalty, right? So if, if, if that were life insurance, that 10% penalty will be considered a surrender charge because you're canceling or you're withdrawing you know, your money early, right? So, so if, the, if, the, if, the, if the, the benefit is $100,000 mm -hmm. and you cancel that, so say the, the early termination fee, the surrender fee is 10%. If I cancel it after the first year, mm -hmm. that so out of the hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars is going to go for the company to say, "Hey, you surrendered. I get ten thousand dollars. You get ninety thousand dollars." Yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, so, so pretty much that is your surrender. So now, the other thing to know is your surrender charge decreases for every year that you keep the policy in force. This is why you want to tell your clients to keep your policy in force for at least 10 years, right? At least 10 years, no? So now, so that is, so your cash surrender value is the money you have, um, no, the money you have plus, no, the money you have plus the surrender, uh, no, what the money you have access to without the surrender charge. No, I'm, I'm sorry, okay, let me, let me rephrase this. Cash surrender value is your cash value minus your surrender charge. So let me let me switch here to my document camera. So your cash, uh, just abbreviated as CSV, right? Cash surrender value will be your cash value, which is your savings account. Cash value minus surrender charge or surrender fee. So for example, let's say you have $100,000 in your um, cash value, but your surrender charge is, um, you know, this is 10%, right? Your surrender fee. So that's $10,000, right? So your cash surrender value now would be 100,000 minus 10,000 would be 90,000. So now that is, that 100,000 is your money. Um, no. But because you canceled it before the time period, they take away the $10,000. Exactly. And so, perfect. So your cash, your cash value is your money, assuming you don't take it out before 10 years, right? Okay. But the cash surrender value is the money that you have access to take, um, to take now. So for the first 10 years in most life insurance policies, for the first 10 years, your cash surrender value will, will most of the time be less than your cash surrender value. And then after 10 years, your cash value will equal your cash surrender value because now there's no more penalty. So if I got hundred thousand yeah, so, dollars. So, so, yeah. so if you reach, so like you have her for 10 years, right? You say, say for example, you have her for 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. When you reach year 10, mm -hmm. your cash value and your and if you decide to surrender it, you will get the equal amount. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And, and maybe, maybe you might, cover this uh, later, I haven't looked at the outline yet, but um, you can borrow against it, correct? You can borrow yes. your, your, 
So out of that hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you can if borrow. I need ten thousand dollars. I yes. can borrow ten thousand. Exactly. Yeah, you can. You can. You can. You can take a policy loan tax free, and 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 and, and policy loans are never taxed. So, so, so when I borrow that, mm -hmm. I get ten thousand dollars. I don't get nine or eight hundred thousand. No, no, no. Yeah, I get the ten thousand dollars because it's not taxed. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so, so now we, we cover. Um, we oh, quick question this. with that. Yeah, yeah sure. So I, I, again, you might you might cover it. I might be getting ahead of myself. But mm -hmm. when you do borrow it, right? When you pay it back, do you pay it back with the premiums plus whatever they ask you to pay it back, or is it just the premiums that you pay back to 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 repay those ten thousand dollars back into your? I'm not sure I understand your question. So, so you know how like you have a hundred thousand dollars cash value, mm -hmm. okay? And I borrow ten thousand dollars from that hundred k. Mm -hmm. How do how do I pay that back with the premiums, or do I pay that back the premiums plus a certain amount? Oh, oh no no. So so you can structure you can structure how however you want, right? So if you oh, take okay. ten thousand dollars out. You can choose to, you know, I'll write a check for ten thousand and pay it back, or you know, I'm going to pay it back in, in increments. So maybe I'll pay back one thousand every month for the next ten years, right? But oh, okay. paying that will be different from your premium. So when you're paying your premium, they they're going to ask you whether you're doing it online or you're doing it over the phone. They'll yeah. ask you, um, what is this premium going to? Is it going towards your loan? Or is it going towards your regular premium payment? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we just cover policy loans now. So as I said, policy loans are never taxed, and um, all cash value policy um, come with a policy loan provision. That means you, as the policy owner, as long as you have enough money in your cash value, you can you're allowed to take out policy loans. So like, so today is my first month of having uh, the, the the life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. um, how quickly does that get to uh, your $100,000? Well, well it, it depends on how you fund it, right? Because your cash value is like a savings account. Mm -hmm. So if you got two people, let's say you and I, you're, you're saving $50 every month, but I'm saving... Uh, five thousand every month. Which one of us will 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 build your? Which one of oh, us will have a lot of money faster, right? Yeah. Someone who's who's saving five thousand, right? So it's the same way with your life, uh, your life insurance. So the more money you put in, then the quicker you'll be able to um, access money. Ah, okay, I got yeah. Okay, so so for policy loan, all you gotta know is number one, it it only comes with the permanent life insurance policy. You got you know the difference between Permanent and term insurance, right? A permanent and term insurance. Uh, you know the difference? So, so term insurance doesn't have cash value. Term insurance doesn't come with cash value, right? That's, that's one of the main differences. Whereas permanent insurance comes with cash value. So it's like a savings component. So every time you make a premium payment, a certain percentage of that premium payment, usually between 60 to 70%, um goes towards your savings account and then the other 30 percent goes towards the cost of insurance so 
Only permanent insurance has cash value. So anytime you see the word term insurance, mm -hmm. you'll know that there is no cash value in Perfect. No never. Value term, term insurance never has cash value. It's only the benefit after the person passes away. Exactly. Okay. Term. Now, there's, yeah, now um, universal and variable. Those are all, those are all types of permanent insurance. Those are all types of permanent insurance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Insurance. And that includes a universal and mm -hmm. variable and adjustable. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so policy loans are only policy loans and withdrawals. Again, because you can't withdraw something if you don't have a savings account, right? You have a savings account or checking account, that's the only time you withdraw. You can't, you can't go to a bank and you don't have any account with them and you like, hey, um, I want to withdraw money. The next thing they're going to call the cops on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so the same thing with, uh, with, with, with permanent life insurance. You know, the reason you're able to withdraw is because it's permanent life insurance. You have a savings account attached to it. Whereas term insurance, you don't have a savings account attached to it, so you cannot withdraw from term insurance. Okay, so 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 with policy loans and withdrawal, they only come with permanent life insurance, and you can only withdraw money that you have there, right? So if you don't have the the withdrawal comes from your cash surrender value, right? And the policy loans comes from your cash value. Okay, withdrawal comes. Yeah, withdrawal comes, comes your from cash your... surrender value. The yeah. withdrawal is when you cancel a policy, right? Well, you can you can you don't necessarily have to withdraw um to cancel a policy to withdraw. Let's say you have ten thousand dollars instead of taking a policy loan, you can say you can just do a withdrawal. Because you have two ways to take out your money. You can withdraw it or you can um, do a um or, or, or withdraw it all together, like say. No, 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 no. You don't have to withdraw. You can do partial withdrawal. So, so let's say I got ten thousand cash value, and let's say times got hard. I, I lost my job. I can go and take five thousand out. So I'm withdrawing. That's a partial withdrawal. I'm not withdrawing everything. So as long as you don't take out everything, the policy is still active. So, so, so withdrawal will be different than the loan. Like the withdrawal. I'm exactly. Saying, say, I need this ten thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, no, out of out of a hundred thousand dollars, I need these ten thousand dollars. Please give them to me. Exactly. And then you, or you can go in and say, "Hey, I want a loan." So that way, so so with a withdrawal out of the hundred thousand dollars that you had, you take out ten thousand. When it's when you pass away and your beneficiaries, or or when at the end of at the end of whatever happens, right? Mm -hmm. When that policy gets paid out, it with a withdrawal. If you take out ten thousand dollars, you'll only get ninety thousand dollars now. Uh exactly. So whether it's policy loans or withdrawal, but yeah. the way it works is if whatever you don't pay back, um gets deducted from the um how do you call it? It gets deducted from the death benefit. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so right. If 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 I had a hundred thousand dollars and I withdraw ten thousand dollars at the end. I'll only get $90,000 at the end. Exactly. And then with the loan, if I don't pay that back, again, it'll get deducted from the benefit. So instead of 100, you'll get 90 because the, the loan didn't get paid all the way. 
or whatever, whatever, whatever you did, Nate, the difference would get taken away from the end. Exactly. Okay. So, yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, so, so policy loans, the one of the difference between withdrawals and policy loans is that policy loans are never taxed. Whereas withdrawal can be taxed if you take out more money than you put in. So let's say I only put in 10,000, but now my cash surrender value is 20,000. Well, anything I'm withdrawing more than um, 10,000, which is called my cost basis, your cost basis, um, again, B-A-S-I-S, your cost basis is what you put in, right? So anything you, anything you withdraw um, above your cost basis, again, um, anytime you make profit, Uncle Sam wants a cut, right? So if you take out withdrawal, then anything above what you put in will be taxed. Whereas a policy loan, you can even take out more than you put in, it's never taxed. So as an agent, you always want to advise your clients to take out policy loans and not withdrawals. Um, that's a little tax loophole. Okay. All right. So, um, so we cover loans. We already cover automatic. Um, oh, I get it. You're never taxed on debt. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's better to take out the loan than to take out the withdrawal. Perfect. Perfect. Tax, debt is never taxed. <laughs> okay. So, no, so, so I understand what what uh, Robert Kiyosaki said. Now you're never taxed yep. on debt. You know, I'm not gonna make money off somebody else's money. <laughs> Yep, you, you you use other people's money to make money. <laughs> yeah. So so the first um, the first non forfeiture option is um, the first non forfeiture option is cash surrender value. Again, I explain you sell your house, you walk away with the cash, you don't care. Now the other option is extended term, right? So now keep in mind that extended term is the default non forfeiture. Um, option. So if you don't pick any non-forfeiture option, this is what the insurance company will automatically select for you. So let's say you have $1,000 in your um, cash value and, and you want to cancel your policy for whatever reason, if you don't select an option, this is the option the insurance will select. So, ex so extended term just means that they're going to use the money in your cash value to buy um, term insurance for whatever length of time uh, or whatever amount that I can buy. So, so they may, if that 1,000 can only buy a 10 year, um, 1,000 or no, 10 year, 50,000 term policy, they're gonna use that about term policy. So in that way, um, you, you always have insurance coverage. You may not have permanent life insurance coverage, but at least you have some type of life insurance coverage. So that is the default option. Now let's go back. What is the default settlement option? Uh, for the settlement? Yeah, you shouldn't look at your notes. You shouldn't look at your notes. I try to see if you remember it all. Okay, I won't look at your notes. <laughs> I, I look at your notes. The default for the for the um for the settlement option will be lump sum. Perfect cash lump sum. That would that would not be taxed. Perfect. The second option would be the uh, interest only. Mm -hmm. And then the other two options would be fixed amount or Fixed period, mm -hmm. and then the last one is uh, joint and survivor. Okay, perfect. So now, okay. yeah. So, so those, now, are, those are the, the main, but the main one out of the out of the, out of the settlement mm -hmm. is um, the lump sum. That's the, that's the, the big one that people go with, mm -hmm. or the default, I should say. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cash lump sum. So extended right. term is the second um, non non forfeiture uh, non forfeiture option, and then the third and final non forfeiture option is reduced payoff. So now let's say you and your wife you got a hundred thousand dollars cash. It's like okay, you know what? Um, you know we're we're going to just go and buy now. I don't know in what state you can find a condo for. 100,000, but who knows? Maybe there are some states out there. You know, I know definitely, <laughs> not, definitely not on the East Coast, okay? Because, shoot, in, in Washington, D.C., where I live, I mean, it's, it's crazy uh, with housing prices. One, you know, a girl I know, she just bought a two-bedroom, two-bath condo for 450000 And I'm like, what is going the on? Condo? Yeah, two-bedroom, two-bath is like, um, you know, uh, I think it's 1,400 square feet uh, condo for 450000 That is crazy. But it's in Washington. How much uh, out here where I live in the area that I live? Yeah. A, we, we looked at a house by the lake. Um, it was a 400, excuse me, uh, four bedroom, um, four bedroom home, two story, uh, two car garage, and a decent plot of land. Mm -hmm. It was for roughly four hundred thousand dollars. Wow, you see, yeah. So, so <laughs> for a place like Washington, who knows? You may get you, you can get a condo for hundred thousand. But I can tell you, yeah, on the East Coast, like where, no where, yeah, where <laughs> I am in Washington D.C., Maryland, is you. It's, it's impossible to find a condo for a hundred thousand. It's just impossible. This point is the bread and butter of America, man. That's where all the money is made out of. Yeah, so it's it's, it's impossible. Um, but anyway, so, so to live out there. Super yeah. So let's say you and your wife take out that hundred thousand now. You say, okay, you know, we're going to buy instead of living this um, big five bedroom house, we're going to take this hundred thousand and pay cash for a condo, right? So now that condo will be considered reduced pay of right. It's, it's it is still a house, but it is a reduced value of what you had before, and it's paid off because you just. You know, you just you just pay off the mortgage, right? So you don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have to worry about anything anymore. So it's reduced paid up insurance. So you're using your cash value, uh, your your you know, you're using your cash um, surrender value to just now take that money you have to just buy insurance, but you just pay off that insurance, right? So you don't have to be paying any premiums now. When the the, the other thing with that is, it has to be for the same policy, right? So if it's a if it's a whole life policy, you can only get a reduced pay of whole life policy. If it's a um, universal policy, universal life policy, you can only get a re uh, reduced um, paid up universal life insur insurance policy. So it has to be for the same type of policy, right? So it's called reduced because the value will be less than what you had, and it's called paid up because you you just pay up for everything upfront. So now the, the mnemonic I like to use for the non-forfeiture options is REC. R-E-C. Because when you when you when you when you lose what you put so much money into, that's not good, right? That's a wreck. And most of the time people do that when they're in financial wreck. So just remember REC, R-E-C. So R stands for reduce paid up. Reduce pay, reduce paid up. E stands for extended term. And C stands for cash surrender value. 
or on the exam, they may just say cash or cash surrender value is all the same, cash surrender value. So this term REC REC, that's the mnemonic. So let me, let me, let me, the, the reduced paid up. Mm -hmm. Look at the notes really quick. Hang on, let me see if I can explain that right there. Okay. Um, okay, so reduced paid up is when you surrender a policy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the policy, say like you don't choose whatever option you want. So uh, say, say, say you choose a reduced paid up option, right? What mm -hmm. it will do is um, out of those $100,000, say you only get 90,000, right? Because of, mm -hmm. the, of the cash surrender charge. Mm -hmm. um, then what that option does is it takes either all or part of that amount and it purchases a life insurance for that amount, mm -hmm. right? And then it's not gonna be um, permanent, it's gonna be term because it's not it's not a forever thing. You just purchase whatever that 90,000 or whatever amount you choose, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. um, so say you choose 90,000, the, the reduced paid up version will only pay for whatever that $90,000 will cover. Exactly. Okay, perfect. Yep, that's it. So what are the three um, non-forfeiture options? Okay, I won't look at my notes. <laughs> the three non-forfeiture options is the default, which is the extended term. That's the default one. Okay. And the extended term basically means um, that you will, um, uh, no, I just had it in my mind. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm gonna to have to look at my notes on that one. The extended term. All right, let me come back to it. Let me uh, come remember back. REC, R-E-C, just if you remember. Yeah, okay, so reduced paid up, mm -hmm. reduced paid up, extended term, and cash surrender value. Those are Perfect. the three. And which one is the default non-forfeiture option? Extended term. Perfect, perfect, all right. So now we finish that. So you see everything here on our list is 20. And this is the most difficult option you see it. Um, 17 questions on your exam will come from this, okay? Um, this session we're covering 17 questions, right? Which is, which is the, which is the um, session that will have the most, uh, no, the most, um, which is the session that will have the most number of questions. Okay, so let's come here to the next thing here. We have dividend options. Now, some life insurance- What page is that on? What, 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 what page is that on? Huh? What page is that on? Which one? The this that one right there that you're in uh, the dividend options. Right. Um, well, um, let's see, the pages are not numbered, but let's see one, two, three, four, five, six. Page six, uh, under dividend options. Yeah, general concepts, life insurance basics. Types of life policies, life insurance provisions. Okay. Yeah. As you say, provisions, uh, provisions, options, and riders. Yeah. Yeah. So the, okay. the, the next page. Yours says, uh, your says 17. Huh? Yours says 17. Well, mine doesn't have any page number on it. No, no, no. Your, yours, yours says 17 questions? Yeah, 17. 
I don't know if they updated it, but this one says 20 items. 20? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is the most recent because I just printed this one. Oh, out, uh, oh, okay. I see what you, okay. You're looking at the life and disability one. Oh, okay. yeah, the life okay. and disability. Okay. Uh, well, is that one just for the life? Yeah, this one's just for the life. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Nope. Perfect. No, that's fine. I'll, 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 look, at, I'll look at the bottom one. Okay. okay. Perfect. All right. So now we're going to uh, do dividend options. Now, um, you have some insurance company that pay um, dividends. So, so dividends, all you got to know is anytime the, anytime a company experiences, um, you know, or, or maybe the company earns more revenue than they, um, you know, than they budgeted for or they projected, then you're going to mm -hmm. share some of that revenue with their shareholders. But in this case, I found a mutual, mutual. Uh, perfect. Um, yes. Okay. Oh, someone's going to ace this exam, man. I can't wait for next week. Man, I got, you're oh, going to get 90%. That's only found in mutuals. Uh, Mutual insurance. They're the only ones that will pay you mm -hmm. dividends if they make. It is not always certain, but when they do, that's, mm -hmm. that's what they're paying. Okay, perfect. And, and, and let's, let's do a quick, uh, a quick um, checklist. Uh, are, are dividends ever guaranteed, yes or no? No. And if an agent guarantees dividend, what would the agent be guilty of? That is, um, oh man, uh, mi misleading? Is it misleading? Misrepresentation. Misrepresentation, yes. But, but if, yeah. if an insurer guarantees dividends, what would the insurer be guilty of? False advertising. <laughs> I drew a complete brain blank on that one. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, if, if the insurer does it, it's false advertising. If the agent does it, it's misrepresentation. Yeah, because when it comes to mutuals, you cannot guarantee that they're going to get anything. Exactly. It's up to the stock market and how, how well they do and how much money they get. That's all that, that well, not really the stock, yeah, stock market, that's what it is. Um, it, it depends on how much money they make. If they do make any money, then they'll pay dividends. Mm -hmm. That is not a guarantee. Like, like they cannot say, um, I as an insurance agent cannot tell somebody that has a mutual, hey, you're always going to get 7%. Exactly. You know, you can't tell them you're always going to get 10% because sometimes it can be uh, 1%, 2%, you know, mm -hmm. it, so it depends on how much they make. Yeah. And that's and the other thing too, you, you cannot tell your clients that buying insurance is like buying, um, you know, buying shares um, of, a, of, of a stock. You can never say that also. Yeah. As an agent, you can never tell your clients that. Yeah. That's against the law. Okay, so 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 dividend dividend options are given to policyholders by mutual insurance companies. So now you have uh, for the dividend options, you have six dividend options. But on your exam year, you you they only they're going to test you on only five. But I'll still include the other the other one just so you know. Um, so let me uh, I, I I wrote those down already. So. To save time on writing, I don't want to rewrite the whole thing. So let me let me pull that up. Yeah. Um, perfect. Dividend options. So the mnemonic for dividend options to help you remember, just use carpool. C-A-R-P-P-O. Carpool. C-A-R-P-P-O. Carpool. Okay. So C uh, C stands for cash. So the dividend options, cash. Hey. 
Give me my money. Give me my money. I want my cash, right? So yes. if you got dividend, let's say your Geico um, life insurance and Geico pays you $500 every quarter, you know, as your dividend. You know, you can tell Geico, you know what? Let's uh, send me a check for my 500 You know, I don't want to hear anything else. So cash. The second option is accumulation of interest. So this one is similar to the interest settlement option um, for, for life insurance. Again, remember one of the settlement options for life insurance is um, um, interest income, right? So this one is similar to that. Hey, they're just paying you the interest, right? So let, let my dividend sit there, but when you pay me interest on the dividend. So instead of giving me the 500, I want you to invest that 500 and just pay me uh, the dividends, um, you know, the, 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 the pay me the interest I earn on that 500, right? So every time there's a dividend, just let's say every three months I get 500. So every year I'm getting 2000 dividend. Don't pay it to me, just give me the interest that you earn on that. So that's interest, right? That's it. Then R stands what happens the to the What happens to the, the, the not, not the interest, but the, it stays at it stays at five hundred thousand, right? You always stay at five hundred thousand. You'll always have that in there. Well, what do you mean? Uh, so accumulation on interest. When you're asking them to just pay you the interest, you still have the five hundred thousand. Uh, like they're making five hundred thousand. Not not the death benefit. You're just accruing interest on the dividend. Okay. Oh oh oh. Okay. Yeah. So so when whenever they they make extra money, exactly. instead of paying it to you. You're asking them to keep it there to make interest. Perfect. That... Pay you the okay. interest. Yeah. Then you have reduction of premium. So the reduction of premium, just saying that, okay, you know what? In, instead of um, paying me that 500, apply that 500 to, to my premium. So now against my premium, so now I don't have to pay, you know, premium or maybe maybe my premium is 1000 That $500, now just reduce my, use it to apply towards my premium. Instead of paying 1000 now I pay 500 Right, so that's reduction of premium. Now, where people get this, and this gets confusing, this gets confused with the um, with the non-forfeiture option. Right now, you have two dividend options that have paid up. One is paid up addition. So this one year you're just buying small additional life insurance that you um, pay for, for upfront. So let's say that five hundred thousand dollars you get. And let's say you have a whole life um, policy. Uh, you can say, you know what? I'm just going to use this to just buy maybe $1,000 whole life policy, right? And I just use a 500 to just pay for it one time, right? So that's right. paid up because you, you paid up for everything and then addition, you're buying additional life insurance of the same thing. Now, the other dividend option is paid up. This one, you're still paying for everything, but now option, right? So, so paid up option is you're actually can using you that money. Can you move your paper just a bit up? Huh? Can you move your oh, paper just up? a bit okay. up? There you go, yeah. Um, so paid up option is you're actually just using your, you're using your dividend now to just pay for your life insurance early, um, to just pay off early. Right, so so think about it. Right, say you have a mortgage, no, um, and 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 let's just let's just say you get a tax refund. Like, oh my God, I got five thousand dollars tax refund. What am I going to do with this five thousand? What am I going to do? Oh, perfect. I can take this five thousand. You no, know, I can use it to to pay towards my uh, uh you no know, my mortgage. Help to bring my mortgage payment down. Right. 
my, help to um, pay my mortgage off early, right? Because uh, that will help to knock my mortgage payment down and then boom, I can pay off early. So you know what? I got this extra cash. Let me use it to pay against my, my mortgage. So that is paid up addition, right? You're using that to pay up, um, to pay for your life insurance early, okay? Now, the, the, the third dividend option, now the sixth dividend option is one year term. So now you're just using that dividend to buy um, the maximum term policy you can get for one year. So if that $500,000 policy can only get you maybe a $50,000 one year term, um, then you buy that. Or maybe it can get you a $10,000 one year term, you get that. Now, whereas with the non feature options, it's extended term. So you can use it to buy term insurance or whatever um, length of time. Let's say you got a $500,000 policy, right? For the non feature options, you'll, you'll use that cash value to buy life ins uh, term insurance for whatever length, length of time it will take to cover that $500,000. So maybe you have $5,000 your cash value. And that 5,000, you can only use that 5,000 to buy five years of um, term insurance, right? 500,000 term insurance, you use that. But the one year term, you're only getting term insurance for one year, right? So the dividend, you're only using it to get one year term. So these, now this gets confusing. The only shortcut is to memorize it, right? I mean, there's no, yeah, understand it, but also <laughs> memorize it. So, so you use, because people confuse the dividend options and the non-forfeiture options, they get it confused all the time, right? And we're gonna go through some of the questions that gets tricky. So just know the mnemonic. For non-forfeiture options, you only have three, and the mnemonic is REC. Whereas for dividend options, you have six. The mnemonic is CARPO, C-A-R-P-P-O, right? And I'll stop here and see what questions you have. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, go back to um, the paid up addition and the paid up options. Kind of just a little bit slower, so I can kind of okay um, got that because there I I, un, I kind of understand it, but I want to make sure that I that I don't confuse those two. Okay, so good. So I'll I'll, I'll use I'll use mortgage as as an example because everybody understands mortgage, right? So now, say uh, let's let's get back here to the example of uh, um, of your um, um, of your tax refund, right? So you are you are not expecting it because tax refunds are not guaranteed, right? So you are not expecting to get any refund, but now you get five thousand dollars tax refund, which is a lot of money, right? So now you have to have 5,000 refund. What are you going to do with that 5,000 refund? Okay, well, you can use that 5,000 refund to, uh, you know, we can use that 5,000 refund to, you know, to, hmm, let me see, pay up addition. Hmm. That is not a good, <laughs> that is not a good example. I'm trying to, let me see, I'm trying to come with an example that will, uh, I'm trying to, okay, oh, good, good, good. All right, now let's, let's increase that amount. So let's, let's say you have, um, you have a settlement, you know, you get, you get injured in an accident and an insurance company gives you 200,000. Um, the insurance company gives you 200,000 cash and you have, a, um, you have a $500,000 mortgage, right? So the first thing you could do 
no. So, so let's say is uh, you know, you have a single family home. The first thing you could do is, hmm, okay, I'm gonna just use this two hundred thousand dollars to just to just pay up my you know to pay up my um my my mortgage early, right? I got two hundred thousand dollars cash. I'm gonna use it to pay up, you know, to pay. So maybe this pay up is what confusing. Just change that word to up to pay off, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, well. Everybody understands pay off. Maybe that will help. Okay. So I'm gonna use that to just pay off my my mortgage early, right? So that is the pay up action. I'm using extra cash to help pay up my mortgage early, right? Or I'm using extra cash to help to pay for my life insurance early. Now the other option is you can use paid up additional. Okay, that two hundred thousand. I'm going to use that 200000 to just pay for a single, single family home, but maybe not big. Maybe instead of a five-bedroom house, I'm going to get a um, two-bedroom house, right? But I'm going to use that 200000 to just pay cash, you know, to pay, to pay cash for a two-bedroom house that's completely paid off, right? So the payoff addition, you're paying off, you're buying a new house for paying it off early, a smaller house for paying off early. And you pay off addition, you're applying that towards your, you know, towards your mortgage to pay off early. Um, that is, uh, you know, that is the difference. Okay. Uh, that, and and that's, that's why I said this, this part tends to be the most confusing for a lot of people. I can <laughs> see why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me, let me kind of, uh, mm -hmm. okay. I might botch this, but let me try and, and, and kind of yeah. mm -hmm. give you what I what I got. All right. So dividend options, obviously, cash. Hey, I want my money back. Give me my money now, right? That gives you the full amount, five hundred thousand dollars, as you wrote there, right? Mm -hmm. That they you asking for that full amount. Okay, so that's 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 what that dividends option is. Mm -hmm. You get the cash amount. Mm -hmm. Accumulation at interest. You're saying okay. Um, I earned $2,000 interest, right? Mm -hmm. um, what you're saying is basically, uh, no way, you're, you're saying you put your 500 bucks, right? Uh, $500,000 down in there, right? Mm -hmm. And you're saying that um, you earned interest, but you don't want to get paid the full amount. Just give me the interest. Just give mm -hmm. me whatever interest I make, right? Leave the money in there, but just give me the interest. Is that is that my... No, 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 no. Use that interest to, to, to help to pay off my life insurance early. Okay. For the for the accumulation of interest? Oh, oh, oh no, no, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't get it. no the accumulation of interest. Okay, yeah, leave leave it there. Yeah, to to let my dividend earn interest and pay me that interest. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, whatever, whatever dividends is being paid for so say your dividends is five hundred thousand dollars you're asking for cash that's the c cash mm -hmm. give me yeah. the dividends just give it to me mm -hmm. um when you're saying dividends accumulation at interest what you're saying is cool mm -hmm. uh instead of giving me my dividends put it put it away and let me get the interest off that dividends mm -hmm. that's right? that's okay so that's those two now the reduction of premium is what you're saying is instead of getting getting that that money, 
put it towards the premiums. So I myself out of my own pocket don't have to pay any more premiums. That is going to be taken care of. Out of the dividends, every time you get dividends or whatever, use it towards my premiums instead. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, okay. So those three I get. Now, here's the tricky ones right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> paid, uh, paid off additions mm -hmm. is you're using the dividends that they give you, mm -hmm. right? And instead of you pocketing that money in your pocket, you're saying, uh, say you have, like you said, I'll use your example, the, the house, say you owe mm -hmm. a certain amount of your house, will use those dividends to pay off whatever the dividends will, will help towards house. So if your house is 500,000, you've paid out of your own pocket into that house, 250,000. What you're saying is um, you, and if I get $500,000 in dividends, what you're saying is apply $250,000 of that dividends to my house to pay off my house. Perfect. And that, that's that's the pay off option, right? Yeah. Okay, and, then, and then that's the payoff. Yeah. That, that, or what you wrote, pay, <laughs> I like it. Paid off option, paid up. Um, mm -hmm. What you were saying is instead of getting those 500,000, mm -hmm. I keep myself 250 and I use the other 250 to pay off my mortgage. That's all Perfect. that's completely done. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, paid, paid up option. Um, that one is, if I'm not mistaken, that one is, uh, so paid up. The additions, are you, the additions is the one where you used to pay off the, no, the, the addition is where you used to buy as additional house, but smaller house. Oh, okay. So I'm getting those confused. So the paid up additions is I take up those 250, say I want to pocket 250 and I want to use 250. 250, mm -hmm. I'll use it towards buying a smaller house. Mm -hmm. So maybe either I want to rent it or I want to mm -hmm. live in it, right? Mm -hmm. But I use that 250 to purchase another property that's 250 or less, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then that's that's what that money will be used for. The paid up option, that's to pay off the mortgage of a house that I already have, right? Exactly. Oh, Man, okay, so 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 okay, so yeah. So it's a paid up addition. So just think about yeah. you're adding. You're adding towards what you have already. Exactly. So paid up additions is I paid up additions is I have a house, but I want to use the dividends that I earn to buy pay, uh, pay for another property that I yeah, want. Another smaller property, yeah. Yeah. The same kind. And then the paid up uh, option, the option one is I can take the the five hundred thousand and use it to pay off my mortgage. That means I have one property and the paid up option is I can pay off that mortgage, that one mortgage that I have. Mm -hmm. But in the additions, I can get another property. In the option, I can pay off the one that Perfect. I already have. Perfect. Okay, now the last one, one year term. That one is I can use my dividends to purchase one year's worth of insurance one year worth, like just basically a term. It's not a permanent one, it's mm -hmm. a, a term. I can use, uh, as you wrote there, I can use either 50,000 or $10,000 to purchase just one year term. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that, did I get yeah, so, so, no, so you can, you can, you can use that. You can use your, um, your dividend to purchase whatever amount of term 
for one year that that will cover. So you can use it to purchase a one year term. If, if that can only buy $10,000 one year term, that's fine. If it only buy $5,000, but you use it to buy the maximum amount of one year term you can get. So if my so if my dividends say say my dividends I had a really great year that they gave me five hundred thousand dollars in dividend right mm -hmm. and if I choose a one year term and if one year uh, it costs twenty thousand dollars for one year mm -hmm. I just use those five hundred thousand pay twenty thousand dollars for that one year mm -hmm. and I keep the rest is exactly. that correct exactly man this is that's that's pretty. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. So okay, yeah. So so I know it's gonna sound like 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 super redundant, but let me go through them one more time, and then that way I can because because I want to really get that in my mind. So if you don't mind, I'll go through. Yeah, that. no, that's fine. Okay. Now, dividend options. That's for mutuals. That's for mutuals, right? Mm -hmm. Um. The the company made a really good year. And for the mm -hmm. purposes of, of, of this, say they gave you $500,000 in dividends, okay? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that you can do is you can say, all right, cool, hey, $500,000, that sounds like a great amount of money. Give it to me, give me mm -hmm. the cash. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you the cash. That's the first, that's one option. The second option in Carpo cash, as the second one is accumulation at interest. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is, cool, I have $500,000 in, in, in dividends, mm -hmm. keep it and let me earn money. Let me earn interest on those $500,000 in, 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 in the stock, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll earn interest of those dividends, mm -hmm. right? So yep. instead of getting paid the full $500,000, I'll, I'll just be getting paid the interest that while it's sitting in the stock, as long as it makes the money, right? Mm -hmm. I'll get interest earned on those $500,000 that dividends that they paid me, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. The reduction of premium is when I take those $500,000 and I say, hey, pay off my premiums. You know, here's, here's the money. I don't want to pay out of my own pocket. Just use these dividends to pay off the premiums. Mm -hmm. Okay. Paid up additions, my favorite one. This one is when you have a house and you want to take a certain amount, say you want to take out of the $500,000 dividends that they give you, say you want to use $250,000 to go purchase another smaller property. That's what additions means. You yeah. go and add to what you have. You yeah. go and purchase another property that's either of, of, the same, of the same type. Of the so same example, time, right. if it's right. a single family home, you can get a smaller single family right. home. Right, but you'll instead of getting a single family so home and, and then you go and get a trailer, no. Right, So for right. example, so if it's a whole life policy, you can get a smaller whole life policy, you know, but it has to be yeah. at the same time. Right, right. So, so like, so if I'm not mistaken, you, you, so you, you live in a, in a three bedroom home, mm -hmm. uh, can you get a two bedroom, can you, can you go and purchase a two bedroom uh, house? Exactly. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. that's what, And that's just for the purposes of this example that we're using. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. So paid up additions is I live in a, for example, I live in a three bedroom home, but I want to go purchase a two bedroom home. Yeah. I can go ahead and do that. Exactly. But you keep, you keep your main home. You're exactly. just purchasing a whole nother property. Perfect. Yeah. You're just purchasing a smaller property, a smaller house, but you're keeping 
the the house that you live in. So basically, you can use that to rent out if you want or whatever you want to use. Yeah. Now, paid up option is when you take those $500,000 dividends and you use it towards your main home and you want to pay off the mortgage on that home. Perfect. So that way, $500,000 goes towards paying completely the house off. Daddy! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my kids came in. Hang on. <laughs> That's my, they came in showing me new toys that they got. <laughs> um, <laughs> so paid up option is when you buy... Uh, uh, buy your property that you own right now. You take those five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand dollar dividends, and you apply it towards the mortgage that, that you have right now. You owe no more mortgage. You owe you're completely free of that debt. That's what the paid up option is. Yes. Okay. And now the one year term. That's when you have five hundred thousand dollar dividends that they give you, and you say, "Hey, I want to purchase a one year term." If that mm. one year term is $10,000 or $50,000, whatever that one-year term gives you, they'll use that money towards that, and then you can pocket the rest. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> no, no, no. You can use that one-year term. You can use that policy to buy the maximum. Um, you can use the dividend to buy the maximum term you can get for one year. Yeah, but it, in most cases, it wouldn't even be the whole $500,000, will it? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think you can use part of it. It doesn't have to be all of it. Yeah. Cause so, the, so, and the reason why we're using 500,000 is because this is the example that we, that we came up with. Like if the dividends were $500,000, that's, you can use mm -hmm. that money to pay a one year term and whatever X amount that one year term, um, costs, they'll use those $500,000 dividends to pay off that one year term, whatever it means. It could be 10,000, 5,000, whatever, you know, but it, it's it's gonna pay off for one year. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yep, so so that's it. So you, <laughs> you, just, you just understood, you no, know, um, yeah, you just understood the most difficult part of the exam for a lot of people, you know? Man, yeah, no, so. that, that was a mouthful at first, to be truthful with you, that is a little bit of a mouthful. I can understand why <laughs> why it's hard <laughs> uh, so now the next option here is um disability riders now so so let's talk about riders quickly what is rider those are um so you have your life your life benefit right mm -hmm. these are riders are additions that you can purchase um on top of your your benefits okay that's Perfect. the best way i understood it yeah. So, 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 so riders are just anything that you get extra in addition to what the, what the, what the standard policy comes with. So right. for example, uh, I give the example when I got out of school, you know, uh, young 20 something year old making six figures. I'm like, ah, you know what? I, you know, I, I deserve to get myself a BMW. So I, I got myself a, a BMW convertible, uh, a BMW um, convertible, uh, coupe convertible, so two door. So, um, but I went and the and the base model, you know, it didn't come with anything extra. But I said, you know what, I want to add some extra features. Number one, 
I want to have um no um I want to have um heated leather seats, right? I want to have you no know, because here's the thing, I'm I'm African and and most Africans, including me, are very allergic to cold. <laughs> so I'm like, winter time, I want to be, you no. Know, <laughs> I want to feel the heat, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so I got heated leather seats. The other thing I got, because I always get lost all the time. So I got, um, you know, like an onboard navigation system. So back then, it's not like now where most of the new cars have, you no. Know, Onboard navigation system, like yeah, the purchase yeah. yeah, yeah. But but back then, if you wanted, you know, most cars, you know, you had to get your, you know, your your GPS. And that time, it's not like right now where almost all the smartphones come with GPS, right? Back then, you had to get a Garmin or you had to get a something. What was the other? Tom Tom. Yeah, Tom Tom. Yeah, let's take down your. So I'm yeah. like, nope, I don't want that because sometimes it will freeze and. Oh, and I said, nope, I want you no know, a navigation system, you no know, added there. And I said, oh, I want on-star, um, no, um, no on-star service. So God forbid, just in case I'm in, you no, know, in an accident or collision, they can call 911, locate me, and blah blah blah. So those are the three services I got, you no know, extra. But those are those were extra services I got, extra features I got that it comes standard, right? So for those, I had to pay. Uh, I had to pay extra. So I ended up paying a few thousand dollars more than I should have. So that's just what rider is. Uh, a very, another good example of rider is you know, when you're in the drive-thru lane at the, at the checkout, you know, uh, you know, and you're going to McDonald's, right? So you get to the McDonald's checkout lane. It's been a long time since I ate McDonald's, by the way. So, and, and, and by the way, there's nothing, you know, if you, if you like McDonald's, yeah, that's more power to you. But, but, you, <laughs> but you go to the drive-thru lane, and what is stand up McDonald's come with? You no, know, it, it comes with uh, you know, a drink, comes with fries, and comes with your burger, right? So a drink, fries, and your burger. Now you may be like, oh, you know what? Can I have, uh, no, um, no, can I have ice cream? No, uh, can I have ice cream with that? Oh, uh, can I have um, uh, maybe uh, a side of um, I don't know what the options now McDonald's. Uh, I've not eaten there, but I heard McDonald's is, uh, is McDonald's doing fruit now? Fruit, where they sell like fruits in a cup? Yeah, the little fruit cup, like part yeah, fruit cup. Yeah, so it may yeah. be like, oh, uh, you know what, uh, give me um, a little fruit cup and I want um, maybe ice cream and stuff. So so you can add extra things to your order, right? But instead of McDonald's order is uh, uh, fries, uh, drinks, and your burger. Anything yeah. extra, you got to pay extra. Anything you want in addition to that, you got to pay extra, right? So for life insurance purposes, if we were to apply that to life insurance, you know, the ice cream and that fruit, um, you know, that uh, fruit cup will be your riders, right? So your yeah. rider will just be anything extra. Or maybe guys can relate to cars, but most guys relate to cars. So the car, you know, for me, you know, the example of that rider would be, you know, the heated leather seats. No, the um, no, no, the OnStar and the on, uh, no, the uh, built-in navigation system, right? So rather, it's just anything that you add to what um, your you know, what your policy comes with. So you add anything extra. So first thing to know about rider is anytime you add a rider, it always increases the cost, right? Okay. So on the exam, you may ask, for example, 
um, um, no, John, John and Mary both have, um, a, no, um, John and Mary both have um, a, no, a 10 year level term insurance, but John, John um, has, um, no, but, but, but John has a, um, uh, uh, yeah, so, so John has a convertible, um, convertible and renewable 10 year term insurance. Mary has just a convertible 10 year level term insurance, right? Or they may even be more specific. John and Mary both have a 10, 10 year, 50,000 uh, 50, level term insurance. But John has a, um, uh, has a convertible and renewable feature added. Mary only has a convertible feature added. Which one is gonna pay more? Uh, which one um, is gonna, who's gonna pay more in premiums? A, John, Mary, C, no, A, John, C, Mary, no, B, no, none of the above or, or both John and Mary. So you just gotta know that anytime you add, the more riders you add to a policy, no, the more expensive it is. So if you, if for example, if you have a term insurance and you add it, um, no, you you add it, um, you add it, converted, um, bull rider to it. That means you can convert it to permanent policy anytime. That will be more expensive. If you add the, uh, the renewability rider, that means it renews automatically every time. No, that is also expensive, right? The same thing with permanent policy. So if you add like your waiver of premium. Let's just go over some quick riders. You have you have a lot of riders. You have um, year on your exam. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, you have twelve riders, right? Oh, so, man. yeah, it, it's it's a lot of riders. So, but but to make it easy, the you know, the they separated them into three categories. So the first category is a uh, is a disability rider. So that rider protects you against um, no, uh, loss of income from disability. So the first disability rider is waiver of premium. So what that rider will do is, if you have a life insurance policy and you get disabled, right, then it will waive that premium payment, right, for as long as the disability lasts. So if the disability lasts for 10 years, then you don't have to pay any premium for 10 years and your life insurance policy will still be active. So that's called waiver of premium um, no, uh, rider. Then the next disability rider is disability income benefit. So that one is saying, okay, if I have a disability, I want you to pay me a certain um, amount of income every month, right? Um, so that's the disability income benefit rider. Now it's supplemental to your, um, so what will your social security would be? Perfect. And your unemployment, if you get it, or your disability, whatever, right? Exactly. This is, uh, in addition to those items. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Then the last disability rider is the payer benefit rider. So anytime you think about payer benefit, think about juvenile policies. So juvenile policies are policies for, again, on the exam, they won't say minor policy, but just no minor and juvenile all mean the same, right? You're under the age of 18, right? So the juvenile policy is... Um, so most of the time, like kids get life insurance, uh, parents get life insurance for their kids, but they are the payer, right? But this kid cannot work, right? So now you get a payer benefit rider. So the payer benefit rider just says that, God forbid, if you, the, the, the payer, right? In this case, now the 10 times you're the parent, if you get disabled, 
now they're going to waive the premium payment. So the only difference between the payer benefit rider and the waiver of premium rider is both of them waive premium, but the payer benefit rider just waive premium payment for juvenile policies only. Whereas the waiver of premium waives premium for um, no, no other policies, right? But when you think payer benefit rider, think about it says a payer, right? Who, who is it benefiting the payer? Uh, it's for juvenile policies. Because if you got a policy for uh, 17, well, 17 years, it can work sometimes. But let's say you get a policy for 13 years, oh, I mean, they cannot work. So you got to pay that bill. So if something happens to you, this rider will continue to pay that premium up until a certain age, I think up until age 21. And then, um, you know, it's assumed, it converts. Yeah, it's assumed by that time the kid is out of college and everything, right? So they'll pay for, for up to a certain number of years. That's it. So for these riders, it may seem a lot, but all you got to do, you know, for these riders, you just got to um, you know, understand two things about them. What what is the um, what is the purpose of the rider, or what's the definition of the rider, and you know, and, and and what is the use of the rider? That's it. You know, those are the two things you have to know for the rider. What or, or to just summarize, what does the rider do, or, or what is what is the what is the advantage of the rider? That's it. So we know for payer benefit uh, for premium waiver or premium, the wave premium in case of disability. For disability income rider, they give you an income when you're disabled. And for peer benefit rider, they they they, they also waive the yeah they, they waive the premium if the parent you know, or the payer gets disabled on a juvenile policy. That's it. Those are the three things. You no, know, those are what you have to know. It is this one seems harder, but it's not as hard as as let's say the policy options or, or the policy provisions. Okay, so that's rider. So we know that these three riders are for disability. So they may ask you. Um, all of the following are disability riders except A, waiver of premium, B, disability income benefit, C, payer benefit, and D, family term rider. Or to make it very tricky, they may say um, accidental death. No, D, accidental death. And you see, you, you see, you see accidental death, but yeah, accident is disability, right? Because accident and disability, oh, yeah. You know, and you may end up getting it wrong, right? But but disability, accidental death is not a disability rider. It's a type of um, no, um, no death benefit rider, not a disability rider. So you got to know the three disability riders are waiver of premium, disability income, and payer benefits. And now we can go ahead and check that off on our checklist. Uh, yeah, I can I can see you scoring at least a 90 on your exam. All right, now any questions on that? No, no, they're self-explanatory. Like Perfect. you said, um, mm -hmm. look at the rider, what is the benefit of having that rider? And then from there, you can kind of see, oh, okay, this rider goes with this, this goes with that. So if, if a question shows up on your exam mm -hmm. about a certain rider, you'll know in your head, oh, this goes with disability or this goes with accidental death, you know, whatever, you know, so mm -hmm. you just got to look at what, what, what they're talking about in regard to a writer. So you know, which answer to choose. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's pretty exactly. So now the other types of riders are riders. They, they call that um, additional insure riders, right? So these riders add additional people to your, um, 
to your life insurance and your three. The spouse is pretty self-explanatory. So you're just adding your spouse to your life insurance. Um, you're buying additional life insurance for your spouse by adding it to your policy and paying the premium for it. So let's say you have a $500,000 policy. You may say, oh, you know, I'll get a $100,000 spouse rider. So now I'm getting a $100,000 policy for my wife by attaching it to mine. So it's a rider to you. And then you could do the same thing for your children. You no, know, uh, maybe you and your wife don't get along or two of you are, um, you know, separated or whatever. You'd be like, you know what? I don't, I don't care about you anymore. I don't give a damn about you. I just care about my kids. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to uh, add my kids to my policy, right? Uh, but most of the time, you know, for my people is the family term rider. So as an agent, if you see the, if, if you see the, you know, the, the policy owner insisting that only the children be added uh, no, to the policy, that means now the 10 times there's trouble in paradise. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, without even asking. As exactly. you, oh, you want that? Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Trouble at home, are we? <laughs> yeah, so so you have the children rider. And then the third one, you have the family term rider. So the family term rider just combine the children and spouse. Okay, so children and spouse, separate family term rider. Now you're adding your children and spouse. Um, to your policy. That's it. That's, that's actually one of the questions that struck me because uh -huh. um, <clears throat> family, there was a question. I don't remember how they worded it, but the two options were family term and pay your benefit. Okay. And um, I think the questions was something along the lines of um, if you were, do, if, if, how do they word it? Uh, here, let me see. Let me, let me, I, got, I got a picture of it. So can you second hand to me? Mm -hmm. because it had that option on there. Okay. Okay. I thought I had it. Anyway. Um, yeah, that was one of the, that was, that was a tricky one because sometimes they, they, whenever they talk about children in the question and in regards to writers, mm -hmm. they'll always, as far as I know, the way that they, they, every, every quiz that I've taken, they've always added payer benefit and family term writer mm -hmm. as one of the options to trick you because exactly. obviously you think, you think children, and if, if the question's regarding to children, mm -hmm. you think family. Right, that's that's the automatic one that you go to. So you have to kind of really watch out and know the difference between the payer benefit rider and mm -hmm. the family term rider because they do two exactly. they do different things and they have different things. Exactly. So yeah, so so the riders are definitely easier than the you know, um, than the policy options. Yeah, it, it's definitely easier. Um, so let's come here to the next one. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. So the next one here is the riders affecting death benefits. Again, you, you, you got to know what these riders do, but you also got to know what category they fall under, right? So 
spouse, children, furniture, and rider for fall under additional insured riders. Waiver of premium disability benefit and payer benefit for under disability riders. So the next um, type of riders we have are riders affecting death benefit, right? So now you have uh, six riders that affect the death benefit. Number one is the accidental death benefit. Now you may, you may see it go by accidental death and dismemberment. So this one, like the like the A, D, and D, is not just for um. It's not just for death, but you know, kind of dismemberment, right? So if you become you no know, dismember, as to say, you lose a limb or whatever, you no know, arms, all of that. But this one is just accidental death. So usually, the accidental death benefit will pay you, you no, know, at least two times between two to three times the death benefit. So let's say Cruz has an accidental death um, benefit to his policy. So you say, okay, let's say you have a five hundred thousand dollars death benefit out of um, um, no, um, um, how you call it? Yeah, you add an accidental death benefit. Another need for it. Um, uh, um, another need is the the double uh, indemnity rider. So pay you no. Now the accidental death benefit rider comes in two. You have triple indemnity and double um, indemnity. So double will just pay two times the death benefit. Triple will pay three times the death benefit. But that rider pays. Let's say in this case, let's say accidental death. Let, let's just assume it's um, um, double. It will pay double the death benefit, right? If you die as a result of an accident within ninety days. So let's say God forbid you are involved in an no, in a car accident and you died one week after the car accident, right? And you have a $500,000 policy that has the accidental death um, rider. Instead of them paying your family, now uh, 500 will pay your family one million. Now, uh, this is besides the exam. I like to throw in some real world um, you know, um, teaching experience here. You probably don't want to tell if you have if you're suspicious of anybody you have as a beneficiary, you probably don't want to let them know you have the accidental um, death <laughs> rider. You know why? Because, uh, you know, life is unpredictable, right? So let's say you have a know, triple... They want to use it. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's say you have a triple accidental um, death benefit rider. And now you are, you're, you, you're, you know, God forbid, you're, you know, you, you're in an accident. Let's say you have a $1 million policy. But you have a triple accidental death, um, no uh, death benefit rider, and and you're on life support, and your family is like, damn, if we pull the plug now, we get three mil. <laughs> 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 if, if if we pull the if we pull the plug on dad right now, we get we get three mil. But if we let him know, <laughs> if, we, if we keep him there past 90 days, we only get one meal. So ah, right. let's just put the block now. <laughs> oh, no, let's wait a little bit and then we can do it. <laughs> yeah. So so you so you always want to be careful. I mean, because let's let's face it, right? It's sad, but it's the truth. You have some people out there, even some of your own family members that will not mind pulling the plug if they can get more money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, so you just have to be careful uh, who you tell about that. Yeah, if you tell the wrong person, you may end up cutting your life short. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the next rider 
is the um, so so the accidental death benefit rider increases you know increases the death benefit, right? So increases death benefit. So these riders. Um, so so with the increase in death benefit amount, right? Does mm -hmm. you obviously have to pay a higher premium then, right? Because you're you're. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so with, uh, because not only um, you're increasing, but the simple fact that it's a rider mm -hmm. on top of your your benefit, your premium, mm -hmm. a rider will always increase your premium because this is an addition Perfect. to what you're getting. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So the next rider is the guarantee insurability rider. So now, for guarantee insurability rider number one, you got to know that this will um, um, this will guarantee you know you additional coverage and the key word is at specified times in the future, right? Um, so they may say, or the key things is, um, and I don't know if you know this, but if you don't know, you want to take notes. So it will, it, will, it will guarantee future increase in death benefits at specified times. The key word is specified because they want to specify or maybe, um, no, um, three years, maybe every three years or every five years, you know, like that, right? You can increase, so they'll specify. But the other key for the guarantee insurability rider is that you can get additional insurance in the future without having to prove insurability, right? Because we know, we all know life happens, the older you become, you know, the, the more health problems that will, that will, um, uh, that will come up. So, so if you get a policy now and you, you, you don't have the guarantee insurability rider and let's say 10 years later you want to increase your coverage and now God forbid you have cancer, well, they can't increase your coverage. But if you have the guarantee insurability rider, it's it just guaranteeing you that you'll be insurable, right? So it doesn't matter what your health status is, they're guaranteeing you that at a certain time in the future you can add X number of, um, you know, of, of um, death benefit to your policy. So maybe 50,000 or whatever. So the two things to know about the guarantee insurability rider is number one, it guarantees you additional death benefits at specified times in the future. And two, without having to um, show evidence of insurability. So that's by your health. So we know guarantee insurability will increase the death benefit, right? So you gotta know which one of these riders increases and decreases their benefit now. The other one is the cost of living rider A. Uh, I'm, I'm sure all of you can attest to this. Um, I don't know if you're living in America and gas price has not gone up for you, then please tell me what part of America <laughs> you are living because I want to come and live there. You know, I, I was just driving. Um, I was just driving. Um, yeah, actually yesterday evening, and I saw gas five dollars and ninety three cents for premium. Five dollars and ninety three cents. I mean, yeah, I've been here, here yeah. is five ninety nine already. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I've been in America twenty years, right? And I've never. never. I mean, I, I I never remember gas being that high. Never in my life. So. Remember um, when, the, when the price jumped from $1.99 to $2? Everybody yeah. was like, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, it usually cost me, before this price hack, it usually used to cost me like $45 to fill up my tank, right? You no, know, between 45 no more than 50 bucks. 
because uh, my, my tank takes um, 60, uh, 16 gallons of gas. But I went to fill up my tank, I think it was last week. And you know how you just put the handle down, you know, and then you go back in your car, you press it like yeah. automatic pump. So, yeah. no, I didn't really pay attention to the price. I, and, and I just went and said, so, I, so when, it, when it's, you know, when my tank is filled and I go, yeah, yeah, and, and it stops. I and I look at the stuff, and no, because for some of you, well, for you guys on the podcast, you don't see, but no, I wear glasses, right? So I'm like, hold up, there must be something wrong with my glasses. But I saw eighty-seven dollars. I'm like, what? Eighty-seven dollars to fill up a tank? <laughs> so I, you know, I, I I pull off my glasses and I and I and I went close. <laughs> I went close to the price. <laughs> so just make sure my eyes were not playing trick on me and sure enough it was 87 dollars i was like what i've never paid more than 50 dollars to fill up my tank and now it's 85 dollars to fill up my tank <laughs> so 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 right there that is um right there that is inflation right inflation just means prices going up right so we all we always you know, 99.9% of the time, prices will always go up, right? But with the cost of living rider, the cost of living rider is just saying that your, your debt benefit will go up um, based on uh, the, um, based on the inflation, right? So um, so if-, if Right they, now, it's a little bit about 7 or 8%. So yeah, it's, it's 8%. If I had it right now, the cost of living rider will give me 8%. Perfect, perfect. So, so, so now your your debt benefit will be increased based on the um you no know, based on the percentage. Uh, you no, know, they usually use a consumer price index. You no, know, they usually use the consumer price index, right? Um, you no, know, you no, know, the CPR. So if the yeah. CPR goes up two percent, then your debt benefit will increase two percent, and they adjust that every year, right? So again, this is something that you can get for your clients to wear. Because $500,000 now will not be the same as $500,000 20 years from now, right? It's going to be worth a whole lot less. So you can do the cost of um, insurance, uh, no, the cost of living rather. Somebody uh, posted on Facebook and said, uh, and said, hey, you want to guys, you guys want to know the new dollar bill? They showed a $20 <laughs> bill. The $20 bill has now become the new $1 bill. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Price of gas, I don't, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So 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 now the other rider uh, is called return of premium. So you're going to find this on term insurance policy. So the return of premium just saying that if you don't die within these ten years, right? Um, no, if you if your if your term policy, um, no, if you outlive your term policy, right? Then the insurance company will return, will pay you the death benefit in addition to all the premiums you pay. So let's say you have a basically you got it for free. That's kind of perfect. 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 So so let's say you got a um, hundred thousand dollars term policy, and over the course of ten years you pay ten thousand dollars in premium. So the insurance will pay you hundred thousand. Your benefit will pay you hundred thousand plus no plus ten thousand, so hundred ten thousand. So that they will just return the premium to you. Uh, no, if you die, no, if you outlive the term, right? Okay. So if you outlive the term, no. Um, um, the return of premium, if you if you outlive the term, then it's gonna, uh, no, it's gonna return the premiums um, to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're going to um, return the premium to you. Now, um, now the other rider you have is called the um, accelerated um, benefit rider, right? Or accelerated this benefit. way, when you have a illness, the terminal mm -hmm. illness, yes, yeah, sometimes, most of the, or well, all the time, but sometimes we, if you have chronic illness, depend on the policy. Yeah. It's like, it has to be like a chronic, a chronic illness, like cancer or um, some sort of, something major, some, some major illness. And yeah. um, <clears throat> either, either uh, you need massive surgery or you need a massive treatment. And what it does is it will give you the ability to access your benefits before um, before you pass away. So you're yeah. able to tap into those 100,000, 400,000, whatever amount of benefit is, mm. it will actually give you um, the ability to access that because you're in need of mm. your, uh, because of your condition. Exactly, perfect. And, and that's considered a, a living benefit. So they may ask you, um, all of the following are examples of living benefits of life insurance, except, you know, all the ask you which are the following, um, or the, yeah, they ask you all of the following examples of living benefits of life insurance, except A, long-term care insurance, B, accelerated um, death benefit rider, uh, C, um, um, C, um, return of premium, D, um, guarantee insurability. Well, we know uh, return of premium is a living benefit. Well, you get it while you're alive, right? So if you if you don't die during your term, then you get all your premiums returned to you. Accelerated death benefit when you're alive, you no, know, you get if you're diagnosed with terminal illness, you no, know, you you get um, some of that money back or portion. You can get actually up to 100 percent, right? So on the exam, they may say up to 90 percent of death benefit, up to 100. So if you have a terminal illness, you can get up to 100 percent of your death benefit. This is what makes life insurance a powerful tool because now, for like literally. Uh, 15 or 20 dollars a month you can be guaranteeing yourself to have something uh you know if god forbid you have a terminal illness where you get you know even 500 thousand you no know? so um why are you still alive so then the last one is long-term care rider right so the long-term care rider will just add long-term care insurance to your policy so if you have any long-term medical issue then, then they're going to pay for the cost of uh, long-term care. So these are the six riders um, under, these are the riders that affect your death benefits. So you got the accidental death, guarantee insurability, cost of living, return of premium, accelerated um, um, benefit rider, and long-term care. So with that, I, I, I know the kids are hungry. <laughs> I just yeah. got your text. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so we're going to stop here. And... Um, so um, we will, we are going to resume um, later on. So we'll stop here.